a second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back door? They're coming. They're coming. Oh god, they're here. Go. Damn this wicked planet. Welcome to the Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 93. We are coming at you once again from the haunted garage in an undisclosed location known to nobody but myself and Ron. And the guests, you know, we put bags over their heads, drive them around the parking lot for a couple couple circles. So it's just us, baby. Just us. Tonight in studio... We are joined once again. You know him as Anonymous Sean. Anonymous Sean. <laughs> but we know him as the deranged conspiracy theorist, doctor, slash priest. Give him a big welcome. Yay. <laughs> but before we get to all that, you know him as Ron from New England. Others know him as the Green Bean Machine. Some as the queer beer, but his friends and family know him best as the poopy butt wiper. <laughs> Ron, what's going on? <laughs> well, apparently you've had a lot going on because you look like you need to take a nap. I'm struggling hard. Real hard. You got so many things on your mind, you didn't even get cold beer tonight. I didn't even know if I was going to be able to make it through that intro, and I didn't get cold beer because I'm broke! <laughs> because of Christmas! Welcome to Christmas! Ron, my heart is so big, and I'm just so giving, that I made myself broke. Well, these things happen. Isn't that wonderful? The Yuletide, everyone's happy, fucking Christmas spirit. You gotta show people you love them! So you put yourself in financial destruction. You know that saying, they always say money can't buy you love. Well, why does it have to buy love like at Christmas? Why it can buy you prostitutes, right? Why can't we just skip Christmas? It can buy you crack. Like That's I all can, you need, crack and prostitutes. I'll make you some candied apples or uh, <laughs> the popcorn on the fishing line that you put on your tree, shit like that. Next year, my entire family is getting socks. And maybe I might go and grab some coals and wrap those up. Pieces of coal. Yeah. Yes. Maybe candy canes. I don't know. I just, I mean, I like Christmas. I like the idea of Christmas. Uh, it's supposed to be a festive time of year, but it's freaking stressful. It is. It really is because, you know, I don't buy for a lot of people, but 
dude, it's Wednesday and I haven't even been shopping. Oh, Jesus Christ. What are you going to do? I don't know. Well, same thing I do every year, I guess. What, just go and, like, get everyone one gift? and? I mean, how do you buy people gifts that already have, like, in my opinion? Everything. Everything. Are you talking, you're talking because they know you. Seems kind of narcissistic, Ron. What do you mean? <laughs> how is that narcissistic? Because they have everything just because they're acquaintances with you. No, they have everything because they can afford <laughs> it. They fucking go get whatever they want. They have jobs. Well, little G don't have a job, but. Yeah, get her something. <laughs> oh, no. No, yeah. She's no, going to no, be, she's gonna be no. taken care of. No, don't get her anything. Get her an orange. So anyway, Sean, you've been absent for a couple weeks. What's up? Sean, what Has were you doing? two weeks? What no, were you doing? Well, no, weeks. two weeks, yeah, but two. one show in the middle. Yeah. Where were you? What were you doing? Just. Did you start drinking again? That's why. You no. <laughs> <laughs> no, just things cropping up, not able to make it. Just busy. Yeah, I get it. Everybody's busy. Yeah, this is a busy time of year. It's a very busy time of year. And the thing is, it's like, you know, I got all these all these jobs in limbo. <clears throat> I've never seen the insurance companies drag their feet like they have in the last six months. It's insane. Don't they always, though, kind of? No. Because they, no. they don't want to pay anyone. No, they're always pushing, 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 calling, rent oh. a car. Oh, how many days is that going to be where this person's in a rental? I got a customer that's in a rental, been in a rental for a week. They've had, I won't say the insurance company, but... If you can imagine, their spokesperson is all dressed in white, and she has a little sidekick whose name is Jamie. It's Flo. I hate that. I didn't say Flo. Oh. So so anyways, and they're like, okay, uh, we're going to have somebody look at that paperwork uh, on the 29th. I'm like, okay, so you, because they don't really like to send people out. Actually, I take this back. It isn't the insurance company that Flo works for. But I do have one that I'm doing for them, and they're kind of dragging their feet. But, no, this is the other one, uh, not the one you're in good hands with. Aflac. No, it's not Aflac. That's not car insurance, anyway. The f- uh, the one- anyways, it doesn't matter. Geico. So I, so, no, it's not Geico. Geico is actually pretty good about that. But, oh, anyways, I well, said. that's good. Because now they don't send anybody to look at cars anymore. They want the customer, the, the owner, to do it on the app, right, which is fucking stupid because it never comes out right. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll get that tech. They use an AI to do that. Fucking and and desk reviews, right? So, okay, so maybe that'll work, you know, sometime down the road. The AI chats? Uh, the AI estimate writers. Ugh. Yeah, so anyways. Uh, Thank I put, you, Elon. I send them. You have to upload, you know, on their uh, B2B portal. You've got to upload all the pictures, the estimate, and all the information. Mm. So I didn't hear anything back. Usually you hear something back like like in a matter of hours. Just saying, oh, hey, we've received everything. We're good. We just need to process it. Okay, cool. So I didn't, I get this funky email back and I'm like, okay. So I call them and they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have, we're going to have, uh, that's all scheduled for the desk review for the 29th. I'm like, the 29th, that is like a week from now. I said, you are aware that you're paying for a rental. On this. Oh, yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking crazy. But not only that, now I got a car that's all tore apart. Have they dined, downsized at all these? Uh, well, they've gotten rid of their appraisers. Well, I know like a lot of businesses because everything's remote now, right? Oh, yeah. So they're not having to rent out much, as much office space. Well, you, And they're saving a shit ton of money. So, yeah, hey. It, yeah, and it, it, like they need to make more money. Hey, I think maybe this hurricane down in Florida is starting to croak them. 
Maybe. Could be, and that's why they're saying there's nobody here to look at stuff because everybody's down south, like even to this day. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm like, okay, I already sent you all the stuff. Why don't you just have somebody desk review it? You don't have anybody there to desk review it? An assistant. Or somebody. <clears throat> hey, I remember, I forget which insurance company it was. I want to say, might have even been the good hands people. Uh, about a year ago, they brought all, they had this big meeting with the CEO or whatever, and they had all the appraisers come in, and the CEO comes up, okay, I just want to get you, give you all a heads up, none of you have a job now. Woof. Have a nice day. Because I'll say it was like the first one to come up with the picture app, right? Mm. Oh, you download the app, you take pictures, and you know, vehicle owners don't really take the best pictures, and... Uh, send us the information, what happened, and we'll send you an estimate and we'll send you a check. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and they send them a check without even talking to the body shop. Wow. So th- what does that mean? Now they can elect to get it fixed or not. <laughs> Pocket the money this time of year. And then... Uh, is there some kind uh, of supplemental if you... There's always supplemental. Yeah. yeah, there's always supplemental. But but the problem is, is I'm sitting here on two really nice clean jobs and we can't do anything to them. Like now we're just the big weight. Like hmm. you can't order pot. I'm not ordering pots. I'm not doing any of that until we get a final okay. And how much is a rental car a week? Say a couple hundred bucks. Oh Jesus, no more than that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You figure. You figure. Uh, of course, all the insurance companies use Enterprise, right? So I want to say it's costing the insurance company. I'm sure they get a discounted rate, but it's got to be costing them forty, fifty bucks a day. It doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. Huh. Yeah, no, it's messed up. But anyways, they must have that cash flow. Yeah, I don't know. It just really sucks because here I am. We're ready to. We're chomping to get these jobs done, and I will not. I will not buy anything until it's finalized. I'm not getting right. burnt like That's that. That's good. So anyway, so yeah, so it's a little bit a little stressful here. Nothing new, but we have been getting caught up on all our little little jobs. So that's cool. <clears throat> Ron. Buckley, you've been working extra hard. We had a nice little storm last week. I have a lot on my mind. I know you do. But I understand. There's a lot going on, you know, Christmas, You parties, don't have to explain. Work. I can tell you have a lot on your mind. Look into my eyes, Ron. Deeply? Deeply. Caress my soul. And I know that you're, you're like, all set with Christmas. I get it. <laughs> Fuck Christmas. Yeah, no, no. It that's hasn't something. even happened yet, and I'm fucking done. That's over it. That's nothing that I will say because I like Christmas, but... Santa Claus isn't even real. But we I, have to do all this. But I get it. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Reindeer yeah. cannot fly. Well... Spur it down. Christmas is canceled. <laughs> Take down all the decorations, the ornament, the trees, the lights. Burn the presents. Throw them in a pit. What's Set the, them to uh, the moon. What's the... Like, like, I was just talking to somebody about this, trying to explain to them that, and, and then just for you listeners, like, this is your abbreviated Christmas show, because <laughs> we were debating whether we were even going to do a show this week, because I got some stuff I can put out, but uh, the whole Christmas thing, like, like uh, is is all pagan, right? I mean, everything about Christmas is pretty much pagan. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they say, oh, what's the birth of Jesus? Well, Jesus wasn't born on December 25th that I know of. Yeah, what? it was hijacked by the pagans. Wasn't it like April 1st? Wasn't he born like... Nobody like knows when he was yeah, born. Yeah, nobody knows where he was born. Well, it has to be a real person to be it's born. lost. It wasn't this time of year, though. No. Not because of the... Um, yeah, it just wasn't this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing about bringing the Christmas tree in the house, that's pagan. Uh, well, how it, about the fact that in Scripture it says, don't do that specifically. Do not bring a tree in your house, nail it to the floor, and decorate it. 
specifically in it the does ocean. it does show me uh, show me the the passage we'll have to put that in the show notes uh, i'll probably. text it to you we'll put the show notes sure please do it's but there. what's the thing uh i i notice a lot online now people will say that they're celebrating yule Fuck it, it, that. you will well that's that's norse right is that that's, the lgbtq that's a Viking, no it's norse and oh. Because I've always heard of the Yule log and, and how the story goes that I've interpreted is they cut down this great big tree, this great big log, and then they put the log in the fire, and then you start partying, and when the log's completely burnt down the ash, and the party's over. So like a bonfire. That sounds like a pretty good party. So it's like a bonfire with one log. So all of us people up in New England, we have like Yule log fires like all summer. Oh, there was a Yule company that made the um, the Yule wood stove, right? Yes. Yeah. Does the TV app count? TV app. Yeah, you know, where you can have a fireplace on your TV. Oh, oh, yeah, hey, good one. Then, uh, you can, then the party never stops. It's funny, you, you can... 24 that, hours. Right. Oh, boy. You know, I have a good, I have a cheery Christmas story for you. You want to hear it? I sure do. All right. So, <laughs> I don't know when this happened, but um, made the news at some point. It's probably years ago. This dad went on a business trip right before Christmas, and he decided to try to surprise his children on Christmas. So he dressed up like Santa Claus, and he decided like he was going to go down the chimney from the roof so he could pop out in the morning or, or whenever at some point in time. He ends up like... Breaking some bone in his neck. Who? Getting stuck in the chimney. Nobody knew what happened to him. And the only reason they found they him. Start a fire. <laughs> was they started a fire and they could smell blur- burning flesh. Oh, my word. Oh, so they cooked him? Merry Christmas. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> you ever had Santa kebabs, Ron? <laughs> no. No. Oh, man. Yeah, we're off to a rough start. There you go. Now I'm just being, I'm being a Grinch. I'm being a Grinch. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you can tell how much I love Christmas, right, Sean? I'm not a big fan myself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have a little one at home. I mean, I she's do. probably looking forward to it, right? That's like probably the only good thing about yeah. Christmas. Yeah. And I mean, that makes it cool. Christmas morning, watch her open her presents. That's and, about it. Yeah. Yeah. So. It is what it is. Hey, listen, I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. I hope, you know, whether you like Christmas or not, whether you're really stressed out or not, just think of the spirit of Christmas. Merry Christmas, you fucks. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just, what they say, was it like the whole thing with Christmas was like invented by Coca-Cola to get people to spend Coca-Cola to spend money? Coca-Cola. It's way more than (laughs) No, but I'm saying like it was pushed commercialized more so. Like. With the whole ad campaign with Santa and the polar bears and all that to get people to spend money because you know spending money on gifts for your for your friends and relatives or your loved ones shows how much you love them. I heard that the Christians hijacked it because they wanted people to stay away from paganism. Is that, that true? That could very well be. What? How, where did you or see something that? like that? I read I, it somewhere. I think it was integrated in Rome. Yeah, when that guy, who that guy there, one of the Rome guys, <laughs> one of the popes, no, one, way back, one of the emperors, yes, one of the emperors. I'm pretty sure pushed for 
it to be taken over by Christianity and labeled uh, Jesus's birthday as the 25th when no one actually knew when it was. Well, you probably don't um, remember this, Buckley, but last year at Christmas time, we did a show on Saturnalia and how it was actually, and I'm just working off a of memory. Wasn't it like a week long party where they worshiped? Saturn. Oh yeah, they worship Saturn, right? Saturn was it kind of like, and then the Romans decided that they would take that, and and wasn't Saturnalia when the poor person in the town could be treated like the king? It was something like that. Yeah, it was something. like Well, that. there was a bunch of like weird shit too, like orgies and shit. Nothing wrong with that. And like eating, and like <laughs> eating, and eating humans or something. I oh don't well. Well, some things never change. (laughs) Well, maybe lightly licking. I don't know about eating. Licking? (laughs) What humans have you been licking, Ron? (sighs) I need a list. All right. Had some interesting things. (laughs) Sean and I have been talking about these kind of weird observations that we've been making lately. Yeah, they're kind of coming together in a very significant way, though. Yeah, Sean, why don't you... uh, Are we ready to present any of that? Kind of talk about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just... Just dive into it a little bit because the more that we talk about it, Sean and I have been texting back and forth quite a bit in the last week, and uh, and uh, because Sean and I have been looking into a couple of weird murders. Now, this is not going to go true crime on you, but this is a subject that I'm really interested in, and I've always liked to kind of ponder on a lot of these cold cases. Mm. Uh, because these cases are starting to go cold as far as I'm concerned. But like like the first one that I jumped down the rabbit hole on was the Maura Murray case that was in New Hampshire. Do you remember that, Sean? The girl up north that uh, she was in, uh, in the car. Yeah, yeah, and they found her car. Yeah. Do you know that that car is still down at DMV Impound? Because it's open. It's an open case. Yeah, that car is still there. It was a Saturn, a little gray yeah. Saturn. It's still there. Yep. yep. There's quite uh, a bit to that, too. But anyway, so, oh, yeah, so that's something I would like to get into sometime because that's fucking sketchy. So I think one of the things we're kind of concluding here is that there's patterns to these kind of mysterious um, murders or abductions or whatever they are that when they start to go down the pattern of a cold case, there's a lot of times it looks like there's some intention involved. They're being covered up. They're... Mm. They're being covered up, and and it's not, and it's in a way that's almost predictable. And people are being misled. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So if you if you start to identify that, and I think it's kind of what we're talking about doing is giving them some tools to use to start being able to decipher and identify and be able to approach something like this and not get misled and waylaid in all different directions. That methodically you can take a look and extrapolate what's there and maybe what's going on and just start drawing some conclusions that. Uh, will serve you in your endeavor because um, the other thing we talk about is these shows we've had talking about world politics and events, it's somewhat hard to wrap your head around on that level. But if we can take it down to a more local level and they can come and understand and learn how to navigate through that, then they can just transfer that over to a, it's just a microcosm what's happening on a much larger scale. It really is. Um, Well, Sean, what I find interesting is, okay, so, one of the cases that Sean and I have been looking into for quite a f- quite a few months now is that Kylie Rodney case about the girl that went missing after school. She went to a party Truckee, California. in Truckee, California, and they had found her 
in her car in a lake, right? Yep. And but that was a couple of weeks. Like it took them a couple of weeks to find this car. And it sounds like it's a pretty open and shut case, right? But it really isn't because even though I think the authorities are saying that this case is cut and dry, there's a lot of people out there that are saying this ain't this don't add up. Right, this doesn't add up. And this will be, and this can kind of be the first what we can just give some examples on, but what I wanted to get at was when Sean and I were looking into this there were numerous YouTubers that were talking about this on their shows. Was this the one we talked about like kind of a while ago? And we yeah. stopped because yeah, there was we, some information that came forward. It was probably not a good idea to get into We that. were going to do a show on it before, and then something oh, right, came yeah. to light, and we decided that we would hold off on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I remember this one. It's when it started going sideways, and yeah. it, just, it was better to stay away from it because uh, it didn't know it was attached to it. Yeah, and what is interesting about that is when you start digging a little bit deeper into the kind of the specifics of what happened, not only leading up to it, but but what happened after when all these other people are coming out of the woodwork and getting involved in this case, like the uh, tow truck driver, number one. These other podcasters, and I don't remember the name of the podcast, but this one individual. Tony? Yeah. Zanime and this Tony and the Zanime character, who's a chick that's supposed to be from Ukraine, right, or something. Yeah, is she hot? She's not bad looking, but anyway, she's. It's almost like these people are either actually involved in Kylie Rodney's disappearance in some way, because there's a very well-known country rapper. That uh, do we want to say who that is? Not at this point. Let's yeah, there's a very well known country rapper who is actually looking into this whole thing, and, and I think he is on the money. He is. He seems to like, be. like yeah. I think he's really onto something because he called out these YouTubers, mm-hmm. and he thinks they're involved, or I think he's got an angle where they might be involved. But these YouTubers had taken this case. And used it to boost their listenership or their viewership, right? And that's what I'm thinking of. And then all of a sudden, all these other YouTubers that you're seeing or these other influences, they start falling to the wayside. Like, like me and Sean did a search for some of these other YouTubers that we were watching that were talking a lot about this case. And you can't fucking find their videos now. Yeah. So what? So there's two things to this. One is their crime and... Is it being covered up or investigated, or what's the status of it? But more intriguing to me, which goes back a couple of years now, in that show we keep talking about, we never aired the Elvis show, uh-huh. was there was a template um, that seems to be relevant to these different platforms, social media platforms, and individuals, and followings, and being influencers. So I guess the best way, hard to articulate here, but... So this war is being fought. It's an informational war. It's being fought basically on social media for the most part. It really is. It's uh-huh. where you change the heart and minds. Their opinions are based upon what they're hearing and, and um, believing. So the most powerful forum is going to be these different um, platforms. And that's where Twitter comes into play. And we talked about it when I was on the last program that when Musk came in and kind of turned things around on them, 
they really didn't know what to do because here's something they had planned on using as a tool, as a weapon, uh. and it wasn't effective anymore. So there's a couple things going on. You've got mainstream media that's falling by the wayside. Okay, it's going away. It doesn't have much of a following at all. Mainstream news doesn't. So the deep state, the cabal, let me call them, that's been most effective with them. It's called the Meikenberg Media. And Meikenberg Media is, is intelligence-based. It's because that's where they do the propaganda. It's like CIA program it is. run yeah. through yeah. the media, so, mainstream media, basically. Yeah. So that <clears throat> being the case, and they're losing that forum, they're going to want to take over these other forums that are the places where they have the most influence and the most numbers now. So it appears to be what's happening in part is they have, so this, there's been three in particular the last five years. There's the Delphi murders. There's the Truckee murders with Kelly Rod, Rodney. And then there's the four in Idaho that I've been following closely. Mm-hmm. And I, I was going to get to that. Yeah. So what I've seen, and we'll get to the murders, but this is, I think what's most important right now is the framework behind what's going on and how the influencers are push, being pushed aside in lieu of the mainstream media, but the public doesn't realize it's happening. Okay. So if you take some of these murders and some of those, um, sleuth type youtube investigators that have been doing this for a handful of years now and a lot of them had a lot of good information to add and they were on social media a lot um i'm going to refer to just youtube because that's the one i i use the most watching because i'm not i don't have social media um accounts otherwise so they have a following of of in the (laughs) hundreds to the what's up nothing no i just the wood smoke starting to bother me Hundreds to the thousands, and over the years, it's been hundreds, thousands, a few thousand followers, and it, that seems to be what it is. Mm. Well, <clears throat> that number has grown as some of these different murders, and they, you know, someone says, listen, you know, to, um, it's all word of mouth, look at them, follow them, because the, the, it's how they get their, their following, okay? But the search engines prioritize these different um, platforms and the people on them. So if you get pushed to the top, then your people, when they're searching now, if people aren't searching, it doesn't matter. They can push you to the top or whatever. There's not that many people interested. So what's happened here in these internet crime? Uh, what do you want to call them? Well, like true crime, true crime, true crime shows, true crime shows. Okay. Or internet sleuths or yeah. whatever. True crime. I'll call them true crime. Yeah. Okay. So especially with the Idaho four, at one point, it was one of the top, if not the top search topic on Google was these murders in Idaho. So you don't have hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands. You have millions of people now that are interested in this. And they're doing searches and they're finding these folks who have established themselves for the last few years, which are just people like you here doing a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So what's been happening is the mainstream media, Fox News, CBS, NBC, ABC and the like, you start seeing, I've started to see these new faces show up. They have backdrops. It looks like they're in your, their own living room, right? Because they're copying the model that's worked. hey okay. Hey. And, but you can tell when you start listening to them, they're just, there's something more professional about them. And then they, they'll, they'll lead into. So you think they're like agent provocateurs, kind of. Like well, they're being implanted we'll into. Well, they are, but. This kind yep. of. Uh, this new 
media platform or like way of presenting media for right. true crime. Yeah. They're implanting kind of like CIA mockingbird program. They are agents into it to kind of disrupt or get um, people yep. or get people to like veer towards their narrative. Okay. okay so that's information. That's that where it's going. Yeah. So, so now since it came to the, to the, in the millions of, of inquiries, they real quickly, unless it's a plan there I had in place, so I expect they, there is a plan they had in place waiting to launch it because that's what I found throughout the years in, within music as well, and we'll go into that at some other point. But So they launched, and all of a sudden there's all these, these new um, information providers on the topic with some have investigative reporters, on the, investigative reporters out on the scene and, and various different uh, ways that separate them from, from the person who's legitimately just sitting in their basement or something they're getting pushed to the top to the search engines they're getting the advertisement because the advertisements now are all over the place all of a sudden within a couple weeks time it's not tens of hundreds of thousands they get literally half a million to a million viewers they've pushed the average person right to the bottom you can't even find them some of the people i was looking for now what they did was they waited till there was an opportunity to launch this See, once, it, in, once they embed themselves, they can take over, and that's what they've done. In music, there's a very similar thing that's going on, and, and we'll get into that because um, of, the, of the similarities to all this, because once again, you understand the framework by which they operate, you can recognize this stuff in the future. So right. something was invented, we talked about this before, and it was um, the true crime podcasters. They invented something, got a following, the um, main the Mockingbird Media watched it, duplicated it, and now are being pushed to the top of the heap and pushing the others to the bottom. So now they're going to get a following, a loyal following, whether the folks know what just happened. Those who are new on the scene are going to think these people have been here forever and not going to see the ones who actually spent the time who legitimately should be able to build their their product and they're not being allowed to. Yeah, now. I got a question for you, Sean. So you like you see this happening in YouTube, right? Yeah. Like this kind of takeover, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So why do you think this is any different than like Twitter? It, it's the same. You think it's the same? I do. What about like Elon, Mr. Musk? Right. You think that he's part of this kind of implant? So I'm waiting in even to Trump, you know, no one can know for sure what's going on. Definitely. So what? Because for me, 100%. I, as soon as Elon was starting to go off about Twitter and say, I'm going to buy Twitter, right. and now he buys Twitter, and now he's doing all these, like, kind of racy, you know, oh, I'm going to, like, speak out against the, the what we would say is the elite or the cabal or the mainstream narratives or kind of all of that stuff. Like, to me, it's like, okay, this is just a play. This is some sort of playbook. It's not, it's not Twitter actually being turned around uh, to better... Um, you know, humanity or, or using what they made against them. Do you know what I mean? It's like he is one of them. I don't care. I, in my opinion, I don't care what you you think. Like he's a rags to riches kind of guy, billionaire, rich, elite person. Like if you think, I feel like if anyone thinks that he is just doing this, you know, to kind of fight back or push back and push for free speech, got, it's, it's, yeah. it's 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 madness to me. It's like this is some sort of play. Okay. I feel like, and I feel like it's very similar to like what you're talking about with these YouTube true crime people, and then these other ones being implanted to kind of get put or pushed to the top of the 
the search mm-hmm. algorithm as well as to con- kind of control the narrative and the information people are getting. Okay. I see the yep. similar similarities. Okay. So let me say this. Well, hold on, Sean. Let me let me see if I can follow you here. So basically, basically, what your theory is, mm-hmm. like, like, and I and I think you're 100 percent correct, and I think Buckley is correct too. Uh, about Musk, and, and we'll get into that a little bit more here in a little bit. But I just wanted to say this uh, in case people are uh, like falling off the trail a little bit. So on YouTube, you know, YouTube was supposed to be this kind of organic thing where uh, it, you know you can call them influencers, but influencers or uh, you know just whoever whoever wants to have a YouTube channel, have it informative. You know, they help people out DIY on your car, your house, whatever. And then we started to see a sort of explosion of true crime channels, right, mm-hmm. on YouTube, which they had developed through hard work because it is hard work building a base. So they have worked for a number of years building their fan base, building up their, uh, you know, whatever it is on YouTube that gets you paid. Working in and in, in, in doing the work and in, in doing the research and putting out good content, good quality content. And in the mainstream uh, you know, corporate TV shows or corporate uh, production companies are, are losing their viewership. Mm-hmm. Because you know they've been exposed as what you, as what you said, or what we call the mockingbird media. They've been exposed as basically just propaganda channels. Yep. So they know that they're losing. I mean, look at how many people left CNN. I think they were saying that Joe Rogan's podcast has like four times the the viewers than like CNN does, right? Yeah, he's. Yeah, no, it's crazy, crazy. right? Yeah, so. Which is so, also concerning for for one person. Yes, it is. But to but, have that much influence, right? But hear me out on this. So, yeah. so what? So, so they look at it and say, "We are losing our market share to people like just use us as an example." Which we ain't putting a dent in anybody's market share, but just say, <laughs> "Not to, yet, Ron." To the we're losing market share to these freaking YouTubers. That throw up a green screen and make it look like they have a newsroom, which they very well could be doing as well. And they're doing a little bit of research and they're digging into stuff and they're getting half a million followers, a million followers. And they're like, okay, how can we capitalize on this? So this is what they did. They probably groomed their own people. And and you know that uh, Ivory, Ivory Hecker chick? I think she, you know, when it just dawned on me, I've always kind of thought that she is one of those, like, 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 like a like, fake influencer. Yes. Okay. So, so what they do is they select certain people to push to the top, like what Sean was explaining. It's timing too, and it's timing. It, they they know right when to come in. Right now, this Ivory Hacker chick come out, and I mean, and her stuff is good. I'm not beating up on her like at all. But she came right when they were like canceling everybody from Twitter and all, and all these other things. And Trump at the time was beating up on uh, on uh, mainstream news, right? Fake news. All of a sudden, she's doing a live broadcast, and then she comes right out and says, "I wanted to talk about this. 
but they wouldn't let me talk about that. You know what? And then she like basically quits on the air, right? <laughs> Within a month, she has this massive following. And I get it. People are like, oh, she's cool. I'm going to follow her. That could have been the PSYOP. Mm-hmm. So then, so then now she has this like awesome studio, really good content. She has these huge guests come on her show. So it's like, and I mean, and she is a very nice looking lady, not to sound sexist, but she is a very nice looking lady. <laughs> and, but this is the play though, Buckley. <laughs> you look at any chick that's on any news program, even channel nine for Christ's sake. Hottie with her body. They are all nice looking ladies, right? A caboose, so, you can moose. All right, so the know. point is, is they groom them, they bring them up as an organic person that did this on their own. They're fighting back against the mainstream media when in actuality, they're fucking controlled opposition. Well, question, well, here, Ron, do you remember a while back when we talked about how there was this like information coming out? And I, I'm not saying this is happening in the U.S., but um, it was coming out of China. They had like these influencer kind of like schools, influencer farms. It was or farms. That's what yeah. it was. And it was basically like like hundreds of people in a warehouse who all had yeah. like a backdrop, like the lights. Oh yeah, for good lights, and then like phones and shit. And they were all just basically like training or or becoming influencers. That was in, say something it was influencer like school in China. Yeah, Buckley, I know what you're talking about. I've seen those videos. But we also know and I just kind of thought of this too. It's like and this might be a little far-fetched. I don't know, maybe. But like we know about all these missing kids, right? We know how kids are taken and they're oftentimes they're groomed. They're uh trauma-based, uh mind-controlled into doing certain things. Like who's to say? That some of these big influencers didn't come from that. That's a very. I mean? That's a great, great question. So that we know a lot of celebrities too, right? They're groomed from a very big, uh, young age and, right. and trauma based, mind controlled to do certain things, so. like the Mickey Mouse Club, right? No, so I'm, who's to say? I'm, that? I'm example. you, Buckley, because you're seeing a pattern in something and you're applying it to something else. Are and you saying I'm smart? Of course you are. <laughs> okay, so 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 Buckley, yeah, it's exactly what we're talking about. But the point I wanted to make is Sean and I have been watching these particular YouTubers uh, who would have maybe 10,000 followers or 15,000 followers, which is, you know, that's respectable, right? 50,000 followers, right? Yeah. Covering these stories, right? And in uh, very well done videos, very good content uh, was, uh, you know, it sucked you in and you wanted to listen to the story. And I mean, and that's the whole kind of the, the goal, right, for a YouTube channel. So... Well, hold on, show. So, so then, what did we start seeing? Though, we went back. We Sean and I were Sean and I are really on this Kylie Rodney thing about this girl that disappeared at the party. It smells of massive cover up, probably, possibly tied in with trafficking. It somehow uh, mm-hmm. human trafficking somehow. It just all the pieces of that puzzle fit right on that one particular case. So we went back to review something that we wanted to look at that we looked at probably a month or so ago. Couldn't find it. But what are we finding, right? We're finding other, other well, we'll call them podcasts, but YouTube shows, right? And now ones that we've not seen, because you know how when you pull up a YouTube video, you got the actual video, then you got the comments below it, and then on the side, you have the sidebar, 
which has, you know, other videos that might pertain to the same subject or something that the algorithm thought that you should be watching or possibly something that you would want to watch, right? Never saw this particular, now we're not going to give you the name of it just yet, but this one particular YouTube channel, right? Never fucking seen it, never heard of it until a probably last week when we were looking at it, right, Sean? I'm like, what is this one? Is this a new one? So we start looking into this one particular YouTube channel. They have 4.17 million subscribers. And I have never heard of it, and I never seen them come up on any of the case material that we were looking into. This is what Sean is talking about and Buckley's referring to. These are, in our opinion, these are channels that are propped up by big money to send you down a different path because I think the cabal or whoever's whoever's running or what's going on say that these, even the Idaho cases, in okay. In particular, they, they've changed the narrative in one week. Okay, they, so they're changing the narrative with these different quote-unquote shows and influencers yep. because they know that a lot of these small YouTubers, they're their, their theories, yeah. they're fucking figuring these cases out. Oh, yep. And they don't want that to happen because that That's goes right. against what they're trying to cover up. Which they used and to when do you, through the mainstream media, through their different um, programming um, that now they're taking control of here. On this topic... Right, but this is how they want to shut down these YouTubers that are maybe are. getting a little too close to the truth. Right, right. So, so they prop up these other ones, and who knows this this one here, four point one million subscribers. How many I mean, views? I mean, what's the what's the actual what is the actual numbers? How many of those are not so just bots? If this, right. If this how many views does this video have? True to, uh, hold on to Twitter, then they can be made up for revenue for advertisement revenue and such, but it still doesn't. Um, change oh, the right, fact that they're, right there. Yeah, just, they're what's pushed in front of you when you do a search on it. Now, one day I woke up and I couldn't find the people that I've been following for years. I couldn't find them because I had all these new um, influencers pushed in front of me that weren't as they appeared. Right, right. Okay, Buckley, Ron, you to, said, oh, Buckley, to answer your question, yeah. Uh, where do you see the how many times it's been viewed? Because it's got 5.8 thousand likes. Oh, okay. I see 323,000. Yeah, okay, sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, that was one day ago, so... Ron, when you say big money, right, mm-hmm. um, you, you said something like big money presents these, like, kind of combatant, you know, videos or influencers who come on the scene, as Sean was saying, to kind of take over and misdirect or mislead, change the narrative. Mm-hmm. Like, who's to say, you know, that's not just YouTube doing that? Do you know what I mean? Like, think about how much money YouTube has and how hard would it really be for them to just, it wouldn't be just at put all. out a video like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But also we know there's this connection between uh, like social medias and Internet, uh, you know, platforms like YouTube. There's this connection between all those social medias and platforms with government. Oh, yeah. You know, there's all the. OK, so we all know who owns YouTube. Google. Google. Right. right. So they have right. they have more money than God. Right. So they they could be the ones behind this. So because because. It's not hard. It wouldn't be hard for them. No, to it would be. Something. It would be real simple, right, or Buckley? Put, or put out a, a, a 
another influence or, or video. Like, how much do you think it would okay. cost them to make a video like that? Nothing. But not only that. It's so easy. But they have all the tools to suppress the other ones. Right, because so they can demonetize it, and yeah. then it's like, okay, so you're not going to show up anywhere. Well, they can actually have more control than they, they did when they were the mainstream media because they can tailor a program to you as a viewer. Thank you. Yep. Now. They have more control over the narrative. They do. Using YouTube channels. Yep. Than they did using the mainstream media for more than one reason. One, nobody's watching mainstream media anymore. Right. Number two, nobody fucking believes mainstream media anymore. So what do they have to do to get their narrative out? This is it. They have to go to what we deem the organic sources. Yep. Right. Now. And that's exactly, so. exactly, in my opinion, what they're doing. So my advice, like like this whole thing, is like, be careful what influencer is influencing you. Because it might be just all total psyop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now they yeah. they want to create somebody that's likable that you think is like a person that's has personality traits that you find are good or or you relate to or and you see them as a human, but in reality it's they're just another bot, another fucking. So at its source or, is a legitimate, talented individual that worked hard. Now I first started seeing. Well, it went back to the Elvis thing. I want to go into that someday, but. Because that was where the framework was put together to see this. Um, you can take kind of any topic. Like there was one time I looked into those who were into like trucking type stuff, refurbishing trucks and diesel trucks and all that. And there's a certain following to that. So I just kind of went down these different rabbit holes. So I saw the same thing develop. And I saw something in addition to what we're seeing now. And this will rear its head. So there was this organically generated... Um, following that came with these certain providers and then it was copied by others okay then they were pushed up and in some cases some of those who had started um the movement say in in that particular area of interest had such a following that there was a problem you couldn't knock them down and i watched to see what are they going to do because i know this particular person started on their own in three years they've got three million followers that's a problem for them because they don't control that individual. But they have these others they are controlling. And I found the biggest influencer of all wasn't organic, right? And there was this thing called collaboration that was taking place. So the biggest of the biggest of them was then drawing from across the country these other ones, which were very large at that point. You can figure they're making millions of dollars now off YouTube revenue, after advertisement revenue and offer merchandise, bringing them in under their wing. And I was like, wow, isn't this clever for them to bring these others in? And now you've befriended them, right? So you've basically got this grooming, right? That's what's going to happen. Okay, so that's a similar, similar process that was used in the music industry. And let me explain. Yeah. Okay, so you're talking about a particular diesel mechanic. Yeah channel yeah that became a television show yeah you see those that it doesn't make sense as one guy and his buddy Mm -hmm. and then they started bringing other people into the fray under their wing because those they had a Mm -hmm. following okay so but what they did though was they actually launched those new people that they brought in as their sidekicks yeah and then, then you have all those what we in, what they call in the TV shows a spinoff. 
So then you start getting into these spinoff YouTube channels or these spinoff television shows, right? Mm -hmm. So this person may have had a decent following on their own, Mm -hmm. but when they're brought into the fray of, say, a controlled situation. Now, those that get brought into the fray are the ones who didn't get pushed to the bottom of the algorithm. Right. Those who continue to rise up because of their following, they now have a problem because they have to control because they're influencers by definition. Right. Okay. And they can't have them all getting together because they have power in numbers. They don't understand. I know they understand. And this could be why they split them up, Sean. It is. Well, this is why they, they spin them off. It's a it's a pattern here. So you yeah. got to you can eventually see wedges be put between these people and through the viewing um, audience. And because they're going to follow a certain pattern that they follow they in their playbook. But it's interesting to watch this unfold in real time because it's going to happen on all social medias. Now, one of the things I'm watching for, and this goes to your point, Buckley. I don't know where this goes. I know what's happening. I can recognize it. Okay. So with Twitter, I, we saw things where Musk revealed things. And at this point I see it's beneficial for the world, what he's revealing. Okay. And we'll see if that continues down that path or not. Cause you got to go by the results right now on YouTube, for example, in these true crime podcasters, the, the opportune, the opportunity that they took to launch themselves, the Mockingbird Media did, to influence themselves and inject themselves, changed the narrative of where the like the Idaho 4 investigation was going. They were losing control because the true crime podcasters that come in were questioning law enforcement, even up the, live, the level of the FBI, because it didn't make sense what was going on. So they've been pushed to the, to the sidelines now. And for I'll give you an example. So, and I don't, the two aren't comparable right now until we start seeing what happens with the U-Turbos. Right now, I don't think it's, it's beneficial to anyone who's following these true crimes because they're doing the bidding work in misdirection of the FBI and the local law enforcement, okay? So, for example, you had a couple weeks into this, and the Idaho 4 murders took place. You have one of these new shows that shows um, new true crime podcasters that show show up, um, very polished, older husband and wife, a couple of them, husband and wife. It seems like there's certain models they're putting out there to see what works. Okay, because, Sean, a husband and a wife. It's not threatening. i just going to say right? that. I was yeah. exactly what I was going to say. They're not threatening to anybody. Any, yeah. yeah. This, this is this part. So they they go in, and, and a couple weeks after, he shows up, and he's got a – he has a um, retired out of law enforcement. And that's what you start to see law enforcement, um, federal positions in investigation, FBI, and then news reporters, the wives are news reporters, or they're just news reporters or, anyways, or just like PIs, PIs, all sorts. Yeah. So in this case, just one example of many, the guy shows up on the scene and he goes, Oh, it's all a taped off crime scene within the tape next to the dumpster. He said, oh, look, I found a glove. Oh, you're talking about it at Moscow, Idaho. Yeah. yeah. So okay. he, so this guy, now, why is that? Well, one, everyone's going to be drawn to him, right? Wow, look at this guy. So you're pulling away from those who have spent time building their brand now, and now these new ones that show up on the scene. Once you're hooked into them, you're probably going to keep going back to them, right? Mm-hmm. So he finds a glove. Now, a couple, th- it makes no sense, right? They've been all over that crime scene, and there's a glove 
left on the ground. It looks like a rubber type glove next to a trash can inside the tape. Makes no sense. But yet it drew an audience to them, right? And then they had another situation where, conveniently enough, there was a um, an audio um, snippet that was released, and supposedly it was the girls in the background while they were being murdered. There was a scream, don't do or something like that, right? It was just way too convenient. So they dismissed the podcaster who brought it in, and there was actually a directive from the chief of police out to all of you home crime sleuths, right? We may come after you criminally for doing this kind of a thing. So it automatically puts them on defense. What would you report on now? And then... And then some people would back right off from absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you see a new tape and audio and video come out via Fox News through one of these new podcasters, which could, could be presented and you could say, wait a minute, didn't we just warn not to do this? But they did. It didn't say how it was vetted and that was legitimate with a conversation of two of the, the girls that, that were killed. But the point is, is they're removing one to replace with another. This new one seems to have clout to do whatever they want. They can direct a narrative. They're changing a bunch of different um, understandings of the case to those who are just coming in now. Um, and it seems as though the local university and the police and the new podcast crime sleuth, um, true crime group, reporters that are there are all on the same page. So one thing just can replace another. Now, I don't see where this is beneficial to any of us having this being done compared to, at this point, the Elon Musk thing with Twitter, where it's revealing a lot of things that were kept secret, and it is beneficial at that point until it's not. And that's where I kind of step back and watch it as it's developing, and it's not a question of what they say they're doing. What are the results? What's happening ultimately um, in these two, what I believe, what I'm expecting to happen is YouTube to lose their control. I think people like us and others who are recognize what's going on, this is going to be revealed to the public, and they're not going to like it. And then the people are going to rebel back. And I'm expecting all these platforms, if the devolution that we talked about, and we'll get back into again at some point, is truly working, then we'll see these one by one turn in the same way and that they reveal themselves for the untruths and the inaccuracy and the actually controlling they're doing as the mocking may be. But the only way it can happen is it unfolds and we watch it. So, uh-huh. the, so the average person sees it happen. And I don't know, Buckley, it may not go that way. We're going to watch it, right? We're going to report on it, um, whether it be Twitter, whether it be YouTube or some others, and see how it develops and, and give our opinion on what we see happening. But we can watch it every week. It changes. Right. The one thing that's important to remember that YouTube is Google, right? Right. For, for, for sure. Anybody that doesn't know that. And uh, and Twitter is still big tech no matter how you slice it. It doesn't matter who owns it. But uh, I don't want to get into uh, – I do want to get into Twitter here in a little bit. But there's something I wanted to say going back to the YouTube influencers or uh, – pod. Uh, well, I keep calling them I podcasters. Do, I do too. But, yeah, they're separate. But let's just call them podcasters, even well, though it's a YouTube channel. Uh, but, but, but this is what I want to say. I still say that certain podcasts that are on YouTube are being pushed down to the bottom of the search, right? Oh, right. yeah. The algorithm is pushing them down. Not only this, but you know how uh, Instagram and Facebook and uh, Twitter or whatever – I know this happens on Instagram because it happens to me. I have a shitload of new followers in the last 
two weeks, right? But then I notice when you look at the numbers, now it's starting to go down one, down three, down that happened to me. up ten. So what's happening is <laughs> maybe they're removing bots off the bottom. I, I don't know what's going on. But interesting enough, this this is how they do it, right? I go on, and I've mentioned this before. When I post the album cover for the show, like the show cover, the ones that I make, and then I post telling about what basically what the show is about. Yeah. You can go on the Wicked Planet podcast page or the Ron from New England page because I post them on both, right? It'll say 25 people like this, 13 people like this. It's always between 21 and 27. Then they're controlling it. That number, it's it's always the same. And I went back and all past, like the last 10 episodes, I started doing that. I've gone back and it's always the same. Mm-hmm. Yet... I will post a funny meme or something like that. It'd be hundreds of people love it, right? Why? That just shows that the AI is reading my posts and they know it's part of the show, so it's being suppressed. I don't care what anybody says. This is the same thing that they're doing to these YouTubers because they know that podcasts can be powerful. The voice coming out of a podcast can be powerful. Now, I'm not talking about us, but if if we talk to, say we have, you know, two, 3,000 listeners like a week or whatever, which is about average. If you change the thought process of just a hundred of those people, yeah, the way that they think, right? I mean, that that's... 10. You're, be, you're being influential, so therefore technically... We could be considered influencers because we're influencing them, right? I mean, even though even though we're not putting ourselves out there to influence them, we're just trying to give them some information for them to decipher on their own, right? Ron, your butt's not big enough to be an influencer. But listen, no, true. I have no, no butt no. like at all. Your breasts are. But anyways, <laughs> if you do not think that a podcast can be extremely powerful... Write a letter to this Adnan Syed guy who the serial podcast got him out of jail and got him exonerated. Now he's a free man. Oh, yeah. He was in jail for murder that he did not commit. And this podcast called Serial took it upon themselves to look into this case, kind of how Sean and I have been looking into a couple of these cases. And they got that guy freed and he's out of jail. So if you think that a podcast cannot be powerful, think again. Right. And this is what the mainstream media and all these big production companies have finally figured out. And now I think they figured it out probably about a year into COVID, right? Because because we're a year into COVID, then we had all the election bullshit with Trump and and then of course the stolen election. Then you got January sixth, which is in the news still every day, right? The big insurrection. But they know that this is the time for us to strike. Like you said, Sean, it's all about timing. Remember they said, not, don't let a, what was that? Um, a, a gift a, horse? No, about a... a oh, never let a tragedy, tragedy go, to go, waste. go to waste. Yeah, that, That's what this is. So this yeah. become a tragedy and don't let this opportunity go to waste. Let's launch now. I think they've been ready to launch. I don't think this happened impromptu, nor do I think you're immune from it. Mm-hmm. Well, where did There's influencers a, come from? Influencers, anybody? What do you mean? Um, like where did they come from? They well, just, are they you just, talking? They a, just popped up one day. Okay, like so the you, whole thing, like podcasts. And oh, stuff. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, after COVID, people had time. From what I saw, it wasn't around back. 
Okay, so who like was it is now? Who yeah, was when the, they show like when an influencing and like really become a thing? Okay, after COVID, during nope. and after COVID, no influencing became a thing with Kim Kardashian. There, well, there you go. I'll tell you right now, she well, was she was the queen, the fucking queen of the influencer. Because let me qualify this because because she and again Turkish. I want to get into that, but so so she becomes famous because. From what we hear, her mom leaks her sex tape, which they actually like. That's like the glove. Like right? they interviewed like three different guys. Okay, which one of you guys is yeah. going to be in this sex tape? Right. You're going to screw my daughter and you're all going to become famous. Which sex tape is the best sex tape we should go with? Right. And I heard that there was an editing process and everything to that, <laughs> yeah. Buckley. Like, oh, yeah. like 100% serious. No, me too. So now she becomes this big influencer because she was like doing amateur porn okay so this was to me to me this was the birthplace of the online influencer now there was people that were considered influencers before musicians famous actors things like that but i gotta say she's the one that started the trend and then you had all the girls out there okay when did big asses come back into fashion my after song after kim kardashian um, so no, a hundred percent correct on that. Look into they it. created the platform. You would know, Ron, to do their influencing. I'm not <laughs> disagreeing with them, and they were doing just that. The, what happened was COVID. COVID was not supposed to go down the way it did. It would have put people in front of screens twenty four seven. People there, and now they were using what the cabal was using as a tool, a weapon of war, was now being turned on them. Where they could and really spread propaganda. Even if the people don't realize what they're doing, they're at, on the front lines as mm-hmm. podcasters and YouTubers and content providers. And I hope more and more in shows like this will make them realize the power they have collectively that they are in a war on mm-hmm. this. Now, podcasters aren't going to be immune to this. You guys, they're going to come after you at some point when you become enough of an influence. You may already be because there's no way I trust the numbers they're giving you. There's no way you're getting okay. the accurate numbers. But... Um, oh no! So so when I put out them show the show album, co- I call them album covers. When I put that out for the show, and I take pride in those because I I learned how to do that shit by myself, and they're kind of cool, right? Uh, there's no way only 25 people saw that. No fucking way. Yeah, it's got to be hundreds of people have seen that. Yeah, and there's ways that that having if, an, if not thousands having an interact and we talked about this having an interactive listening audience um, is something that uh, we talked about doing here in some fashion to be able to communicate in a more um, significant way with the listeners where you can also keep track and you'll know if they're playing with your numbers. Um, And uh, so (laughs) there's a couple of things in the background going on here. Well, no, no, no. I just, I wanted to look up something. I just wanted to, and Sean, I don't mean to interrupt you, but, but, Okay, so it says here that I have reached 8,249 accounts in the last 30 days. Out of that, 7,000 and change are non-followers. Hmm. I mean, it just doesn't sound right to me. I will tell you this. I learned something about YouTube and the way they do the the, um, advertising packages. The follow, believe it or not, and it's going to be true on podcasts, it's not the following number that's going to get you the advertising revenue. It's the listeners. 
It's the number of listeners that you have. It goes by listens, yes. It goes by listens, right. Yeah, so when I I say followers, I'm talking about how many people follow me on Ron from New England or Wicked Planet. Uh, And then listeners, of course, of the analytics that we get through Anchor FM. Would a listener for that? Which I think that is suppressed also. And I've talked to other podcasters that agree that the numbers you're getting from Anchor, which is actually Spotify's the parent company. Of course, they want you to use Anchor because Spotify... Even though we're not making any money off of our shows on Spotify, they're making money. They're right. So, yeah. So on, on YouTube, what I'm referring to is subscribers versus viewers. Those who actually subscribe, and that's the big push: subscribe, subscribe. It's not the relevant number. They have the real viewing numbers, and that's what drives the advertising and the, and the money behind mm-hmm. the scenes. So, and we're talking millions and millions. When you get one to three million followers, you make millions of dollars. And again, they don't want that, the average person having access to that as an influencer. Well, let's give an example. This one true true crime podcast has 4.17 million subscribers, right? And this one video, which should have like bigger numbers than this, personally, I think. Like Buckley was, I didn't see it, but Buckley showed me. This one particular video has been out for a day and it's got 323,000 views. It has just under 2,000 comments in the comments. That's a lot of comments. That's crazy. But if you got 4 million subscribers, that view number should be way more than 323,000 views. Yep. Some of the numbers don't make sense. The real numbers. And that's what Twitter Musk is bringing forward is that the altering of the numbers translates to millions and millions and millions of revenue, revenue, advertisement revenue that was misappropriated to different people. Some didn't get it that should have and some got it that shouldn't have. The same thing. So we're looking at this criminal cabal work and it's no different than the money they're trying to funnel to Ukraine. See, oh once God. you once you see how they work in the framework, it's all puzzle pieces. And you can start to make sense of the other different situations going on. This one, I think, is real important for the listening audience to come to understand as they're educating themselves about and how we come to the conclusions we come to. Because we're not just out there throwing darts, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of stuff we didn't come forward with yet that all ends up tying together over time. But it's a lot to take in at one time. And even I think we've, I've even done it. I've put too much out there for, for a lot to digest on many different levels um, because it's, that's why I want to kind of scale it back to a more local kind of thing that they can relate to. Folks can relate to the podcasting, watching those in local type crimes, as opposed to international governmental Biden type things. Cause it's just a picture of It's a microcosm of something bigger. Oh. They operate the same way. They commit the same crimes. It looks the same. And that's how it was presented to me some 25 years ago. And it was absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. That's how you can navigate some of the bigger <clears> stuff. Um, so are we good on that? I mean, that, that's some good information out there for them to, to start watching. Yeah, you know, you know that is that is the one thing because, you know, we would like to. Now, Wicked Planet does have a YouTube channel. Uh, there's, I might be a little snippet on there. I haven't spent much time on it because the one thing that really kind of uh, is my caveat with YouTube is to do videos. Like, we haven't gone video yet, uh, but we're slowly going that way. We've got some good equipment. Uh, oh, you know, I just want to do a shout out to our listener, John F. from Long Island. John, you sexy beast. John is uh, very, very, uh, very, uh, what do you want to say? Very, been very helpful to the show. Wicked smart. Yeah. And thank you very much, John. And I hope you're doing well and I hope you have a good holiday. I know your dad just passed away recently, but 
But John is the gentleman that donated that really nice camera for us so we can get going to the video, right? So we're going to head that way. But just a little side note. John listened to the show that we did and we talked about Ronnie James Deal. This weekend, an Amazon package shows up my house with a little gift note. And yes, John, I did find the note. Thank you. And he sent me the early autobiography of Ronnie James Dio that was written by Ronnie James Dio. And it only goes up till about uh, 1986-ish kind of. And then he was working on like the second part of it. And then he passed away, got sick and died. But anyways, thank you, John. I've already dived into that book, and it's super, super interesting. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, but getting back to the thing, like like we have the YouTube channel. We do want to go visual. Uh, Buckley and I have talked, and Sean, that we actually want to build a set. So it looks kind of cool. Sean will need a mask. And, uh, well, we'll figure that. It's only going to be anonymous for so long. We'll get, we'll but, get, we'll but anyways, well, well, we can do deep fake, right? We can turn you into a deep fake. <laughs> Just get him like a Sasquatch mask. Yeah. But, Throw it but, over him. But anyway, so but what, what scares me about YouTube is that a lot of time would be involved, a lot of money, a lot of man hours spent editing, putting these things together, not only just coming up with the content, but doing the actual getting it on YouTube part. And you could build yourself up a really good following. Like, say, I would be happy if I had 10,000 followers, say, for instance. But overnight, that can all disappear. They or can unmonetize you. They can do whatever they want. because Cancel they, your ass. Because, right? Yeah, basically. So because they have too much power. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, people say, well, you can go on Rumble and this and that. You know what? Rumble's great and everything's fine. Everybody goes over there. But you know what? Rumble don't have the traffic YouTube has. I think you sit back and watch it just what happens simply, here. It just simply doesn't. Because if it doesn't if it doesn't turn the way Twitter did, I'm going to be very shocked and I think you're going to see him. Do you time. think Google is ever going to go the way that Musk is bringing Twitter right I now? I do. I think they all and, are. And let's get into Twitter a little bit. Yeah. How would it be possible for Google slash YouTube? How? Okay. To go down the path that Twitter is going down now. Now, listen, right now, this is a new thing with the whole Twitter sphere. We don't, we can kind of have an idea where we think it's going to go. Mm-hmm. But Musk is already talking about stepping down as CEO. Now, there's a lot of speculation about that. They say, well, he just did that to weed out some bots. I see. And some reputable people have actually come up with that theory. But then there's rumor going around that he's going to pick Jared Kushner, which is Donald Trump's son-in-law, to be the CEO of Twitter. I personally don't think that would be a very good move, personally. Because now, after years of people on the left... Being happy that conservative voices and truthers and patriots have been all like canceled from Twitter and banned. Like they were getting off on that. Now he bans a few of them because they were doxing his children, which I don't blame him. Like leave the, leave the kids out of it. Like leave the family out of it. Elon Musk says, you can attack me all you want. You leave my family out of it. And I think that's a fair deal. But. As soon as some of these leftists and Democrats get suspended from Twitter, then all the other leftists come to their defense and say, oh, he's killing free speech. He's this and that. He's doing just the opposite of that. How, how, how does it feel when his shoe's on the other foot, dude? So I thought the right? whole point was to not 
if, cancel or suspend people. Well, well, there's an argument for that as well, Buckley. Because it makes sense because to me. I don't if you're going to like go and and, and I don't think and you should censor anybody and say, oh well, free speech, blah blah blah, and then you're just going to go and start canceling. The well, other I think he did that out side. of well, I think he did that in the heat of the moment because they were doxing his family, and he's concerned about the safety of his family, and I don't blame him. As a father, you should be. Yeah, but that sounds like it's too much, right? Uh, but he's control. already ta- right, Buckley. But For he's you. already talking. He's already talking about reinstating them. So, so I get a question. Should I don't then? personally. I don't think he should cancel anybody, even if it's somebody that I so far <laughs> opposite of my my mindset. Okay. I think that they have a right to their voice. It's free speech. So we have two sides right. here, and let's say that the other side, the patriot side of things, was actually working to work the bugs and everything out of this the system that they created that inherently doesn't work for various reasons because it's so easy to control and manipulate one person. Is there any negative feedback coming out of true social? I haven't been on truth lately. It was there any you're aware of? <laughs> I but, know but that true, is. But, yeah, but true social is an echo chamber, Sean, just like parlor was. Okay. So I don't use any of that. What, shit. I, what you might have here going on. I mean, we don't know. As because this is quite a complicated endeavor here. Just, oh yeah, and this takes time. Plus, you're trying to you're trying to win the battle and control the technology, not offend the people, and end up in control at the end. And there's a lot of moving pieces to this. True social, in part, could be the, that they're testing the waters in various ways, and it's something to jump off on if they're directed to that. Now, the um, Space Force that was created under Trump, <laughs> we don't hear about that, right? Now, what, that's not, they're no, not we they're never, weaponizing we never, them with we, bullets, right? What we, it, we never hear about them. Because that when that thing unfolded, you know, I don't And you know, it was a big joke to everybody. Didn't they make a show about it? I don't. I don't remember a spoof show with Steve Carell. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very funny. All right, too. If they did that, then that tells me that they were worried. That's a, a reaction, a knee jerk reaction to something that scares them. So they were going around the world. The the deep state was commandeering um, telescopes and oh yes, trying to find out why satellites went went dark because observatories observatories space yeah. force took them all over so these social media i would suspect the internet everything's going through space force now does space force have a theme song because if they don't they need one 100 percent interesting how they're so quiet in the background but they're probably the most so so think about it now okay so well hold on this is the one of the things that i wanted to talk about right so so when they talked about Space Force, and of course, everybody gave Trump a lot of shit about that, but, but it is... It's about everything he does. It is a legitimate branch of the United oh. States Armed Forces now. So, so well, hold on. What I think, this isn't about what's going on in spaceships. No. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, they'd have beca- to get through the firmament, because they can't. Because so, Space Force... What are we talking about here? Space Force has taken control over cyberspace and internet, all telecommunications, cybersecurity, telecommunications. Space Force could be set up to be compartmentalized. It is. Right? Right. 
and they're running all the cybersecurity against cyber attacks or anything like that. Right. And they're in charge of, like, cyber attacking all these other nations, Russia, China, Iran. So if you... Right, like that Stuxnet... Devolution, uh, that would... What it's at play is exactly what you're saying. <clears throat> right. I, I would agree. Now, we said earlier this isn't a fighting war, and we went through that in detail, right? But Space Force, I don't know if they have to answer to other... They don't. There was a other whole, branches of the military no. where other branches of the military kind of talk to each other. I'll give you the breakdown of that. Are next, they superior? Next, next show. To no, everyone. no. There's something very specific where the chain of command changed when Trump before Trump left office and how the intelligence community answered to a different um, superior than they did before. I'll get the information on that. Everything changed with regards to the way they report now. Given that this isn't a shooting war and it wasn't intended to be, it's an informational war, you would have to have an additional military branch that wasn't armed in that way, right? If you're fighting an unconventional war, wouldn't you have to have a branch of the military that was geared to fight unconventional war? That's what Space Force is. It's not about outer space and UFOs. Mm. It's about controlling information flow. It's absolutely. Of course not, because you know, they can't get through the firmament. So. But if Space Force controls all the information mm-hmm. because we know that the department of Navy, which is the Navy and the Marine Corps. And then you have the department of the army, right? So, <clears throat> you know, they have their own information gathering apparatus, like all of these do, right? Even the coast guard does, but it appears to me that space force even has more than all of those or, or are they, I think there's a lot more to Space Force than what people think. There is. I really do. Because we have a Space Force base actually in New Hampshire. and We should dude, go check it out. Somebody tried to run the gate, and they fucking killed that guy. Mm. They do not mess around. In New Hampshire? In New Hampshire, yes. Yes. Do you think we can get a tour? Probably not. No. So my other question was, okay, so if Space Force is a legitimate branch of the U.S. military, in my estimation, the most important. Do they one. have their highest member? Is he part of the Joint Chiefs of Staff? Mm. Are appara- they listening appara- to us right now? I'll see where it stands now. I well, don't know. The, no, the answer is yes. Is that what it says right there? Yeah. Okay. So you've got basically two presidents, right? We talked about this before. And it's not that Biden and his administration are completely without some power. They can do certain things, and they're showing that. But ultimately, and I'll go back to the whole Nevada thing. We talked about Trump making that trip around the world to world leaders and and uh, saying, listen, this is how it's going to be in the future. And what I believe happened in part, and what stands to reason is, imagine this. You get a visit from Trump, and he comes in. You're the leader of North Korea or Saudi Arabia or whatever. Um, listen, we got an election coming up, and I'm going to lose. <laughs> but uh-huh. I'm in power. Make no mistake. This is what's going on behind the scenes. You want to play or not? And I think very similar things happened with Elon Musk and others. Um did we talk about it last time around uh, on the show about um, the whole thing, the, the example of uh, McCain and how that works? Uh. And and that would be an example for world leaders for that, as well as for people like Moss that, listen, we've gotten the opportunity to, to do the right thing. We've done the wrong thing. And some will double down and continue to do wrong. And some won't. And we'll watch how this plays out right now. You think they're switching teams? I think I think they have. I think some are, but yeah. you got some holdouts like like they're Sean never says, gonna, never gonna yeah. that are going to double down like Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, right. Chuck Schumer. There's no out for them. those ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they need to do something about the rhinos because I think they're giving the rhinos an opportunity to come into the fold. But yeah, yeah. we're going to see what happens. And there. it's a constant battle of trying to figure out who's legitimate, and who isn't. 
you know, around you. And, and I don't think Trump can even know, even family members. You don't know. People have free wills. They can change all the time. Plus, we're talking about plants and bots and stuff, right? Anyone in politics have got those around them. Uh-huh. I, I, I need to find this because um, it was when, um, uh, not Hulk Hogan, who was the, the wrestler that became governor? Oh, Jesse, Jesse Ventura. Ventura. Jesse Ventura. There, there was a recording out there. He he gave an interview, and I don't know if I can get this exactly correct, but where he said when he won the governorship, it was similar to, like, the, the Trump presidency. He wasn't supposed to win. He wasn't supposed to win. No, there I remember that. all these that. people that showed up at, at the governor's mansion, like the, the, the delivery, mail delivery guy, a woman from the PTA, a, a chef, a banker, all these, and, and sat down in his office, and he's looking around, and he's like, what's up? They go, how did you get here? You weren't supposed to win. They were, they were all served a role in society, but no one knew who they were. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that happens around the president. For sure it happens around the president. He's constantly vetting people um, around him and figuring who he can trust and he can't. And it's interesting to watch. And, and I mean, we've got a front row seat on this as to how it's going. Hey, hey, Sean, have you – Buckley, too. Oh, I'll, I shouldn't ask Buckley because he don't watch no news or do any social media. In, or maybe you do. I'm on Instagram. Did you guys see where now that Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, is rising up in popularity, now you see, of course, we know there's a little beef between him and Trump, right? Even though DeSantis has come out before and said, well, if Trump's going to run for president, I'm not going to run against him. You know what I mean? Now, I think they're singing a little bit of a different tune there. Mm. And now you have some top Trump confidants are all attacking Ron DeSantis now as somebody that stole his Florida election. So things are getting squirrely out there in the world. He uh, might have. Yeah, I, I I mean, I don't know, Buckley, but when Mike Lindell. He's a politician. When Mike Lindell comes out and says that, kind of makes you wonder. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But, so um, again, like I said, be careful of what influencer is influencing you. Influencing you. Words I won't give hard. a name, but you and I talked today, and there's someone I follow. Words for some, is hard. Um, fairly frequently, um, for four or five years now, and um, I don't follow many because I come to my own conclusions. And I kind of have in the background to keep up with current events and stuff. We have tightened up our circle, haven't we, Sean? So, yeah, my circle just gets smaller. It doesn't yeah, get bigger. Yeah. And, and hey, even, same with me. Even for yeah. people I associated with and friends some 20 years ago, it didn't get bigger. And I'm not going to get into that today. I have a whole list of something I want to get into. It's going to be next show now. You're kind of like, fuck you, fuck you. No, I can't cool. trust you. You're cool. Fuck yeah. you. No, yeah. I, no it, it is what it is. And it, I'm only having the relationship I have with you because of him, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I hate you, Sean. Yeah, like I would never would talk to you in real life. So, and I, I'm gonna <laughs> just I'm joking. gonna give some reasons why I'm not gonna do it. This I thought I was gonna, I'm not going to. And some people are probably gonna be taken back. And as to certain things that happened to me that I haven't, I've gone there twice now. I never expected to go there once. So I'm all in. They're gonna hear about pipe bombs going off and people getting shot at and people having accidents and dying. It's. It was six months from hell that this stuff happened, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go through and I'm gonna lay it out, okay. and then because when you understand the framework of what happened here, and I'm gonna go on to what happened right after where my poisoning took place and how that transpired and worked out over the next four years, 
you start to see that there's patterns to all this. And this is something that happened at the local level that can happen to anybody and probably has. Some of your listeners have been through this, at least to varying degrees. Mm -hmm. So if they can wrap their head around this, and that really happened to someone they're listening to, and you can verify, you know the story, Ron. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually had to go. I thought about even having some of the documents that have been put away for safety pulled up to make sure I got the information correct, and I took a lot of notes on it because it's been quite some time now. Um, And then from that, they hopefully they can start to be able to decipher through. It's going to get harder to discern the information coming at us. It's harder now than it was a week ago. Is it evident of this YouTube thing and pulling those those new providers up on the screen and and how they're misdirecting? But if you have a good framework to work by and not willing to go outside of it for the sake of just doing it, um, you, you can start. You can make better decisions who you're following. So there's this one particular guy. Something struck me as odd about three weeks ago, and it caused me to do a little research into him today, and there's something going on there. And I don't know what it is, and he's been 100% for all the time I listened to him, but he's got to go away because there's something that doesn't make sense now. You're talking about a uh, Take him out. pretty well-known podcaster. Right. Yeah. And I've seen people who I followed for 10- Not in our circle, no, just our circle. somebody on a different level. 10-plus yeah. years, and then start to gradually, who had nothing but cutting-edge information that made a difference and then started the little seeds of misinformation so they can have 99 percent good stuff for a long time or 100 percent if they're an operative and they're going to start when people when, when things happen and times get tough and you're looking to them because you always have they're in a perfect opportunity to misdirect you and if you don't have radar to detect that and you don't have like wait a minute this doesn't make sense and you're going to get misled well you should just be wary of everybody well, this Honestly, is a, trust no one. I mean, Buckley, for real, yeah, no influencer, no, even if it's someone in your life, yeah, seriously, like Sean, yeah, who came so, out of nowhere into my life, and now well, I'm supposed well, to. Well, Sean's him. a Sean's a plant, Buckley. I brought him into. <laughs> He's to an Sci- Asian. I brought Sean into psyop you, but uh, but no, this particular podcaster. I don't even know if you really want to call him a podcaster. He, he was big really following. He had really big following on YouTube at one time. He was actually canceled from the Apple Store right during COVID. Uh, he's back on there, and uh, you know the uh, podcast app or whatever. You couldn't, you couldn't, you, you this guy was gone. You couldn't find him. Canceled, but right. But oddly enough, he shows back up. Was his hair and dyed it, a di- like blue? Okay, okay. Pink? So this guy, Sean, has determined, and I and I agree <laughs> with red. him. This guy somehow or other is a ghost because you can't find this guy online anywhere. Mm. And he does the podcast solo. Once in a while, he'll have a few guests on, and he'll talk about, you know, anti-cabal, anti-the central banks, and and how the elite are planning to take us over. And I got to admit, show's been very interesting. I've listened to him off and on for quite a few years. Sean and I have been texting back and forth discussing this gentleman. Mm. So we started to try to do a little digging into him. There isn't a lot to find. Mm. But he has so much influence mm. over a certain mindset, and we're, and we're talking about conservatives, conservatives, preppers, the crypto people, shit like that, yeah. that we're starting to wonder, is he a plant? Are you talking about Alex Jones? No. No, no. No, no, no. No, he's not as big as Alex Jones, but he's okay. he's got quite a following. Okay. And we're not talking about the health ranger either, just for people that are trying to guess. Uh, Who is somebody, 
Sean and I discuss a little bit. We're not going to get into it right now because I listen to him. Uh, again, we're, that's a, you know, something we're going to cover in a future episode. Next week. But this one particular guy. Not next week. This one particular guy uh, came back onto the scene, and he's there every week. I actually does several shows a day, right? And uh, I don't know. I think there's a little bit of misdirection there, personally, in my opinion. But we're gonna, we're going to talk about it a little bit more uh, down the road. So the way I operate is now this has been all these years. It was just like with Glenn Beck at one time until oh I saw her and then. But he wasn't always that way. He was cutting edge. He he's the one who revealed Soros and no one else was doing it. Um, but he got too big, Sean. Well, there's a well lot he that got happened. big to the point he got big when he got the payout and when he got the payout. I think it. Was, I think I think when he got the payout and it's he's on Blaze TV, right? Yeah, when he got the payout, now he becomes controlled. I, I've heard things he said in the past that about you got to make your deal now. This is maybe ten years ago with the new world order that's coming into place that you got to find your place. No, you don't. So that tells me you took some kind of a deal. Now, well, just look at like the influencer, uh, big famous influencer, fucking Logan Paul. He's been being called out lately now for basically just being a puppet for like. They don't say cabal or elite, but like he's basically being called out for like just saying whatever is whatever whomever is controlling him wants him to say, and he's been caught like like pushing know, a particular narrative, like yeah. reading stuff off off his phone. He's been caught like um, like pushing certain things, like the vaccine. He's been caught there. Re- most recently, he was caught just like ridiculing one of his co-host for being christian and like believing in the bible and stuff like that and you know he's saying like oh well if you if you believe in the bible and in jesus jesus is just ridiculous if you believe in jesus you need a therapist you know uh if you're if you're a christian you're you're racist you're homophobe that kind of stuff like just just pushing things like that so it's like and he's like one of the top top influencers there is right so like, can, doesn't he have a brother that is also, or am yeah, I thinking Jake, Jake Paul? Jake Paul is not like. Are they both MMA fighters? They they are boxing. Oh, box. Okay. Yeah. So so if you were in a traditional war, right, and you have infantry, your front line, mm-hmm. yeah, and it gets shot down, another one pops up, right? You keep doing that. Mm-hmm. That's what you got here. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep lining them up, and as they fall down, there's another one that's going to come up. Almost like well, they did that to uh, Andrew Tate, right? Well, Andrew, I was just going to say Andrew Tate. They canceled him um, for speaking out about a lot of the stuff we talk about. Not as dark. We, he doesn't get as dark as us, but basically, like, get out of the matrix. You know, the elite are controlling the government. Blah, There's blah, a lot blah. that he says that makes a lot of sense. It does make sense to me. Well, anyway. he's one of the people that called out Andrew Tate. Or, sorry, Andrew Tate is one of the people that called out Logan Paul and was like, you know, you're just kind of a bitch. You're just a puppet. You're just someone that's paid to say whatever, you know, narrative they need to be pushed. So there's this whole battle now, and it's interesting. Do you um, think maybe it's just there to get followers, maybe? Tate? No, any of them. Like this, like, like I always wondered if this whole beat between Trump and DeSantis was just for... Oh, like optics. Now, is do you think that's Maybe. for optics for both of these it guys? It could be for sure. Yeah, like Remember, a fake online fight or whatever. Okay, no, that, it could be for sure. Yeah, right. It's about drawing people in mm-hmm. the glove at the act, that crime scene. Pick a side. 
it's about picking sides. Yeah. And well, because Andrew Tate kind of came out of nowhere, too. When they come out of like, no place, he was they rise like, to the top. The money's unexplainable. you got to be like, what's going on? Well, he was literally out of no- Like, he just started showing. I just remember, he just started showing up one day. Now, that's not to say he ha- he is supposedly a, like, four-time world champion kickboxer. So it's not like he wasn't. He's recognizable. It's not like he wasn't yeah. doing anything, I guess. Right. But, like, he literally just kind of exploded onto the scene. You mean with as, a, as an influencer? Yeah, or just kind yeah. of being like this public figure that's like kind of, you know, uh, is like speaks out against like this whole elite and, and the government and, and all the bullshit a lot about COVID and all of that. Um, you know, but I mean, in reality, he is like a, a world champion kickboxer. Right, yeah. But... I think the guy's legit. Who's to say? I don't know. Yeah, yeah and that's we got to just got to sit back. We got to keep. It's going to be until the end. It's going to be happening that way. Well, it's got to be like situation. I mean, by case, like each person, right? Like, it because is because there's new people all the all the time that are exploding onto. Yeah, Sean made a perfect scene. analogy. It's like you got to you yeah. got to like you got to analyze the person and who they are, and like if you if you really think they're saying something that's worth noting, then you got to start to look into their background. So, you know what I mean? And see, like, okay, where did this person come from? All right, mm-hmm. to your point, it's a good segue into this because we touched on this, and I'm going to give some more information because more came out. Um, so you come to know truths, and I call truths as puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. So you get this framework that exists out there, and throughout your days you come up with truths, tr- puzzle pieces, and you just – if you can't put them in right now, hold on to them. Put them in their background so you can pull them in later. Right. Kanye West was one of those puzzle pieces – Okay. <laughs> he now, is though. Yeah. Now, there's so, so, something funky there. He's like, he's definitely for sure. a puzzle. All right. Yeah. Oh, this is kind of interesting. I didn't expect this at all. So the episode I was on last, I think I brought him up, and it, there was some puzzlement. There was something going on. So he had gone on Tucker Carlson show and had made some remarks about Margaret Jews. Singer. Oh. The two they cut from the recording was Margaret Singer, and it was the twelve tribes of Israel are the black people. And they pull that out, and they're not talking about it. And if they do, they say, oh, they pulled the segment out because of the Margaret Singer comment. Now, you're talking about Margaret Sanger, who, Sanger, found, the, Sanger who founded Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood. Okay. Right, which is, okay. I just wanted to make sure we were talking about the same person. But when he said that, because there's a puzzle, there's a couple of puzzle pieces I've had that have been in the graph ground for years now. And they have to do with the black people um, as a race, not as individuals, because... That battle was fought and won at the cross, but they won't let it go. And so because that is where they're coming from, it's predictable where they're going to go. So it's all about wedges in society, right? Even DeSantos and Trump, the wedges, the wedges, the wedges. Mm-hmm. Um, it raises emotion. It causes conflict. And this whole thing around the world is about conflict and fear. It gets people arguing with each other. And that's where the conflict comes in. This is where I think the big conflict's going in. And I'm reaching out on this, and, and this is just my opinion at this point is subject to change. But I think some pieces are starting to fit together. So Conway was on my radar when he made that statement. And I looked into him. I didn't find anything that fit these puzzle pieces, but then I found the Kardashians fit in oh, yeah. by their lineage back as Turkish. I'm like, wow, that's something I've been looking for. Okay. But Kanye seemed to be a mystery. It didn't make sense. Now, his parents are interesting. So his mother was a, his mother was a um, professor at the um, Chicago University, and his dad was a 
was a Black Panther, I think. His dad was a Black Panther, yes. All right, so there, all right, it's like, okay, that's interesting, but still not. And the University of Chicago, I believe, was a Rockefeller school. Okay. Oh, yeah. Rockefeller is the name of his production company. Okay, then. that's right. Right? Yeah. Okay. Now, so given that, it's like, okay, but he's a huge influencer. The way they came on the scene, everything, and everything's a puzzle piece. Everyone is disposable, and they prop them up until they get knocked down. And didn't he basically, I mean, he's an only child, too, because we looked into. Yeah, well, that's where I'm going to go with The this. associate Wait. with his name, and I'm going to let you go ahead. Okay. So. so even back eight years ago, it was tongue-in-cheek. I was telling, I was learning more of this from Scripture. And I'm going to get this next week when I lay out how I got here in specifics. I couldn't find any answers as to who, what, and why. And it only started making sense when I took Scripture as an overlay, not even as God's the creator, but historically um, it could be used as to who a group of people are, and then it just grew more as time went on. So I had told, now originally, if you go back a few years ago, the Muslims who are still here in these camps in the United States, they got put on hold when Trump became president. Remember back, we're having beheadings in this country, and they were covered up. There was a guy in a state next to us who was beat to death with his Bible, and they covered that up in Maine at every level so the public didn't see it. And this stuff was happening all over the country. Trump became president. It all stopped. Now, those camps where they're at didn't go away. Black Lives Matter and the Muslim Brotherhood were trained in the same Middle Middle Eastern camps. And Antifa members, too. Okay. They're related Closely, okay, is what I'm going to tell you. So it goes back to this lineage in Scripture. Now, I've been waiting for this racial religious divide because they have a playbook that they're going to go by. And we talked about the two seeds, and we've, we've gone pretty much in depth back to Canaan. There's still a lot more to go into, but you can see where there was there's two seed lines out there. And something interesting in this one, I was looking to get into this, this whole thing too, goes back to the question about... Uh, with Eve, maybe, and, and the seduction and the beguiled thing. Because Ooh, it's a cl- beguiled. Yeah. Such th- a good word. There's a there's a clarification here that kind of is interesting when it comes, because everything's a pattern of something else. So you get two twins there, and you have two twins here where I'm going with this. So Kanye, a couple of days ago, I'm like, okay, some, something more going on here. So after he made the statement that they pulled from the interview, he then basically set Trump up with those two on that dinner date thing. Uh-huh. And then, okay, so there's more to what Kanye's doing. He's setting the stage. He's he's an operative. He's a player, um, a significant one. That's not, And he has a big influence among the black population. So I'm watching through YouTube, and it's what, how I get down these different rabbit trails the last couple of years of seeing things change, because I'm not on social media, but YouTube, I spent a lot of time because I was fascinated by these reaction to music videos. In particular, those in the black community of all ages that were watching white performers in sometimes crying, sometimes just shaking the head, pausing it, going, what? Listen what they're singing about. What? That music's beautiful. Or those words are crazy. How did that guy know that? Like like Elvis, it was, how does he, the guy doesn't have a right to sing about the ghetto. No, he came from the ghetto. He, he was poorer than ghetto. you are. Right? So... It became obvious, and I had heard this, that the cabal had lost the voting block of the of the black um, folks of this country as a group, and in part had to take in all the migrants are taking in now 
because they were going to be their workforce and their voting population. Which traditionally do vote Democratic. Right. And yeah. that all is changing. And when you watch his reaction videos, you're like, wow, that's crazy. They're seeing it for what it is. They they realize that they've been misled. We've been let, we're not the enemy. Okay. Now, the evil is never going to stop with their playbook. And it's about a wedge and divide, in particular, white against black. That's been since Canaan because it was white and black. And even though that was rectified and all were made equal under Christ, God, Yeshua, it doesn't matter. They're not done. They're going to go back to this. And Scripture talks about this final battle and these wars and stuff. Now, Biden said something the other day before Congress, right? There was a bill coming through. Oh, yeah. And he threatened them with the, he would incite a religious war if they didn't pass. His, Didn't he say, I'll bring down holy war or something, or something like, like that? that yeah. All right, no. Which I thought was a very odd statement for the president of the United States, who was supposed to have a separation between church and state. But he's threatening. He also doesn't know what the fuck is going on. He can't speak well, true. half the time. But, but he's threatened a holy war. Now, was that just rhetoric? I mean, we don't know. Okay, it could have been rhetoric. But when yeah. I start to look in, it's like, wait a minute. Maybe that wasn't. They're in a position that they're one of their final pieces that they're going to play is going to be that war okay holy war isn't that what it holy already war. is right now no I, not yet not yet well no I, but, I thought no, it was i disagree a little sean i do believe that we are in a uh, a good a spiritual good versus evil which in in some sense it's could a, be is that god versus I, I mean, it's, satan right. sean spiritual I mean, war isn't versus that what's going whole, on spiritual war versus holy war spiritual means that there's there's um another dimension to it mm-hmm but the holy war is in the physical. I mean, it, it's spiritual, but in the physical is what I'm referring to. An actual conflict, so like an armed shooting conflict. people yeah. and shit. Okay. okay. So how would you divide that community that is becoming united? It really is. It, it's being, We don't care what this whole revolution thing, um, civil war thing was, and we were enslaved. We don't care. We're beyond that. So we're not brought up that way. Okay. How do you reincite that? How do you bring back to a point where you – so how do you control people? And it's usually by monet, something monetarily, Right. Offer them something, right? They have something that's going to be worth their while to do. Uh-huh. Okay. Divide it, them and then make them think that the other group is the bad guy. Wow. Okay. <gasps> In Scripture, okay, there is this story about Jacob and Esau. God says, Jacob I loved and Esau I hated. Ooh. Sorry, Esau. It says Esau was unique in that he had hair like a goat. He was red-colored hair, like a goat, and it says he was becoming a giant, if you look into the... Okay, so you've got... It sounds like Sasquatch, right? Mm. All right. Beast, so, of the, beast of the field. Beast of the... Dude, yep. all right. Jason Momo, in that new, <laughs> Jason Momo in that new movie. All right, so let's go to what we... And do. I want to check that out, but a little background. So Esau and Jacob were, were twins, twins in the womb, and they, and they were reported by the mom that they were fighting in the womb. The other thing that's interesting about Jacob and Esau... Was that their father was Isaac, Isaac. right? And Isaac, <laughs> well, Isaac was the son or grandson of Abraham. Uh, Abraham's son. Okay, Abraham, so, Isaac, so Jacob, Abraham, Joseph. who was the founder of the three what they call Abrahamic religions: there Christianity, right. Islam, and Judaism. Right. Yeah. Okay, so has one of his sons is named Isaac, mm-hmm. and Isaac, when he's in his sixties. Uh, is married to this woman or whatever, and she is what they called Rebecca, Rebecca, right? In that she was what they called barren, so she was unable to have children. So he prayed to the God, and she became pregnant. Mm -hmm. 
and she was pregnant with twins. So here we are coming back to the twins. Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel, right? Yep. Whole thing, the division. The thing. twins again. Yeah. And then the twins with Jacob and Esau. Yep. And when they came out, the first one born is the firstborn. Is the firstborn with the birthright. birthright. Now, explain to the listeners Kanye's new name. Okay. And what the Hebrew translation of that is. Uh-oh. And then we'll touch on it a little bit after with the research that we did. Okay. Uh-oh. So Kanye is going by yay. So I looked up yay and in the Hebrew and in, in the Jewish tradition of names, it didn't make sense. There's something more this to this and it's in this meaning uh, in a name. And then I looked at African meanings of yay. Turns out, yay, y e, because yay. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, Sean. It was African, right. not not yay Hebrew. Is Yeshua, which is Jesus. Jesus was never named Jesus. He was he was the way, and he, they were followers of the way. The word Jesus, Christians, Christian came from Rome. Seventy eight, the paganism, the Christ, the Christmas, all that stuff. They named him what they named him, and they they had to control that group out there because they were powerful. They were they were a minority. But they were close to God, and they got things done, and they were afraid of them. And they agreed to take the payoff. And they came and they integrated them into their society in Rome. And that's when Rome adopted, quote-unquote, Christianity as their nation they religion. They created it. Yeah. They created it. So, so now you've got, you've got this, this name, yay. Now, in the African definition of yay, it means firstborn son. Like, whoa, firstborn son. Now, we'll go back to Jacob and Esau, because in the day, the division between black and white, back then, you would it would be just like it is now. Jacob and Esau. Esau is going to be different from Jacob in appearance. They don't look the same. Mm. Here's that bloodline rearing its head again. And temperamental-wise, they were polar opposites as okay. well. So Jacob comes out, and he ends up being, because of his birthright, and there's some controversy. This is where this comes. And if they bring this to the public now, this is a legal argument they can use um, from Scripture. So Jacob is the second to be born. Esau is the first. He's almost non-human in the sense. But it says specifically they had the same father, okay, which I find interesting because with Cain and Abel, it never says they had the same father. And some of the lineage, when it comes to Cain and Abel, it does not have Adam as his father. And within satanic research I did, the Luciferians and such, they will actually take claim to Satan being their father and Cain being a descendant and all that. So Of Cain being a descendant of Lucifer. Of Lucifer. Yeah. And so it's not a far fat And the Beguile <clears throat> thing makes sense because it's a sexual... There's a sexual reference to it. And then the crime for which Eve had to account for was pain in childbirth. So if, if the punishment fits the crime, it was something sexual. So, But regardless, here it clarifies it just so people know that there was one father. There's one father. And that's the gene pool that goes through from Cain down through. It's this whole, this whole um, beast of the field versus these white, conflicted Adam and Eve descendants. Now, what happens is... And I and I just want I just want to clarify too, so that listeners understand. Like we always say, well, no, because they always say that 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 the human race started from Adam and Eve. 
The human race. <laughs> human race. So it's our belief that there were some type of... Sorry, ma- maybe we won't call them humans, but... No. Beasts of the fields. What they beasts are. of the fields. Samasquatch. Humanoids, whatever. Some type of man-like entity. Different types, too. Different yeah. types. Yeah. We're on Earth. They're already here. That's already scripture, here. Scripture says. Before Adam and Eve came. Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah. Yeah, so we went through that. It's good clarification yeah. because yeah. we're not told that as Christians in the church early on when I was there. You're not told that. So this whole racial thing, it, Cain and Abel, the whole, it just keeps going on and on and on. So they're going to repeat. So if even though Esau was born first, it says, there was a situation that occurred and he traded his birthright. So basically he was out, and this is where the book of Enoch comes in. It's kind of interesting. It says basically he'd become a giant. He fought Nimrod to the death, came home, was completely famished to the point of death, and traded his birthright for food to mm-hmm. his brother. Esau's the one that he hated, right? He says he hated it from from. Well, God from, said he hated God. him. Why does God which, which, hate which, him? And I don't, it's the bloodline he hates. Yeah, and I don't understand quite why, Buckley, so I'm a little perplexed by that. Maybe if they but, showed Esau some love. Uh, but the one thing that's interesting about Esau turned out better is that they also called him Edom Edomites. Yeah. So, so Esau was the leader of the Edomites Jebusites that go back to the lineage of Ham in Africa. So they come from Noah's son, Ham to Africa, Jebusites, Edomites, and there's this lineage, but it ties him directly to that descendants of Ham, which was cursed on the ship with Noah and his two brothers, because the, in his sleep, he did something. He did something. It looks like it's sexual to his father while he's sleeping. Him and his people forever cursed after that. So when they're talking about the lineage here, Jacob and Esau. So Esau was born first. So that lineage and inheritance of God, which is going to be territory and blessings, goes to Esau. But then he he traded his birthright. Okay, so there's there's some question as to the legalities of it. He gave it up for certain. And it says they had to... Which would mean it was a legitimate trade. It was a legitimate trade. Now, I think it's finalized by the blessing the way it is of the father. So at that point, the father Isaac was blind. He was dying. He couldn't see. But he has to officially... And I don't don't know the logistics of this and legalities of it. He has to pass that along. So it involves touching, apparently touching the son and so forth and saying certain words. And he did that. But they had to convince the father that it was Esau coming in for the birthright. So they took goat hair on their arms. So when he reached out, he thought that's how hairy Esau was. And he blessed Jacob thinking it was Esau, even though Jacob had taken the birthright. Yeah. And that was just another uh, story in scripture of uh, deception. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, but, but it had been given away. So this is the thing. So if you go back here, if they want to take um, a legal shot at the inheritance, we're talking with the 12 tribes. That's why I believe Kanye said what he did. I didn't understand why he said 12 tribes, not 10, because two of them are counted, because he's saying the whole race is illegitimate. Now, think about this as an influencer to the level he is. Behind the scenes and then out in the open. Who has been beating up on the Jewish people? Yeah. So now okay. he comes out to the black community scenes, and they're told, wait a minute. And he has a lot of influence. Where these people and these passive people now who have come to understand and not buy into the narrative of the divisiveness may very well do so. This is gonna this can create a world conflict if they come out with this. 
And because he's the father of the three religions, because they all go back to the same lineage, it's the blessings and the curses that they came from. So in spite of that, even the whole blessing thing, it says later on in the scripture that the older will serve the younger. So regardless, the, the lineage of Esau is going to serve the lineage of Jacob in the world. That's what it says, the blessing and the curses. And that's where I've said this before, where there's this thing where that occurs in throughout the world, where you have things that are developed, that are created, that are invented, um, and there's certain groups that will create them, and then others will come in and buy them or steal them. A technology, for we've talked about this before. I don't. I think these cursed tribes cannot produce anything in the world significant to the point that unless they accept the. I don't like to use the word redemption that Jesus is offering. They use the word saved and stuff. He's saying, I want to pull you out of your circumstances of all this. No one can do it right. And salvation, redemption, I offer that to you where it doesn't matter your race, your lineage, your blood. it doesn't matter anymore. I make it all clean. The other thing I, I've come to realize people don't realize is when Jesus died on the cross, oh, yeah, that was a horrible thing. No. From what it says, he endured the pain of the world. Any pain you've ever felt, physical, <clears throat> emotional, someone in a car wreck, someone... Like the ultimate the ultimate empath. He, he felt all of it, mm-hmm. to the point where he even said, can this cup pass from me? He, he was so emotional, he sweat blood. That's how stressed out he was. So all the physical, emotional pain, any kind of pain anyone's ever felt in the world, he had to take it on and say it's done. And, and, and that kind of suffering um, I take on, and so it's finished. When this life is done, it's over with. So... And I encourage people, if, if they're on board with that and they realize, or they, they whatever it is, but understand that that is the whole plan of salvation. Jesus says, it doesn't matter anymore what color, what race, what you look like. You're all equal to me because I don't care. The plan, I thwarted the plan that would try to thwart God's plan. So God had a plan for a group of people that got infiltrated, taken over, and the identity was taken. He says, regardless of that, I make it all clean through the blood. And all you have to do is say, Jesus, I accept what you offer to me for what you gave up. And yeah. then you become, they use the word saved. It's just you're pulled out of that situation. You're redeemed. You have a, a, a future to look forward to, not only in this life, but in the thereafter, and simply there for asking and acknowledging that sacrifice that was made. That's what it is. It's made into something. But when you're starting to understand how this hatred goes back and forth to the beginning of time, we're going to see this again, and I'm wondering if he's going to be the impetus for that. The stage is being set for that right now. So when I hear Biden come and make a threat like he does, that's in line with what Kanye's doing. He's setting the stage for a religious racial war. And being the firstborn taken by name, he's I believe he's going back to this Jacob and Esau um, situation. Okay, let me add something to that. So when we discovered that Ye was translated in, in whatever particular African language. Which means firstborn son. A firstborn son. Sean and I are like were texting back and forth, and I'm like, did he have a twin brother that maybe didn't survive and they hid that? Yeah, you know, and he could have. I mean, but just a conspiracy theory, but, but whatever. So, so we can look into that. But, but I, what I find is interesting is we see that a little bit of spark has been thrown out there through Antifa, through BLM mostly, uh, to try to start a race war. Right? Those, Let's just call it a race war. Right? So, 
But look at look at other things that people are doing to kind of put a little gasoline on that fire to piss off, say, Caucasian people. Governor Newsom in California is now saying, well, we're going to give $250,000 to basically, you know, every black person for reparation, reparations. So how do you, and that's taxpayer money. California's already broke. They can't even afford to have their own electricity. They don't have enough electricity. So, so remember, I'm just using this as an example. Yeah. I don't want to get into the whole reparations thing because nobody alive now was a slave. That's black. Nobody alive now that's white owned you. So stop. Think of that talking point, though, because that but, would be but we're going to make right this wrong. It causes yet another wedge. Yeah, they're going down this path. Yeah. They're going down this path. Yeah. Watch it. And I almost made a prediction Black two episodes people ago. Slaves. And I didn't have enough information, so Don't I held back. It. But now knowing this, if he doesn't, someone else is, unless they hold him off from doing so. But this is the intent. And legally, whether it be the courtroom of heaven or, or down here, this is their only path that they even can have a hope to legally taking back the earth. They're not going to. And the older serving the younger is even further um, assurance that that's not going to happen in terms of that. But there is there is a gray area here that they, they – and I imagine back in the day how these two groups of people felt about each other knowing that this had happened, right? Yeah. I mean – Yeah, the story, the story of Jacob and Esau has a lot of uh, – What's the word I'm looking for? So we can draw a lot of parallels to what's happening now in the world to right back to that. Birth. Case repeating itself. And the other question I always had on that deal too was right. Who actually impregnated her? Did God impregnate her? And if so, if not, do you think there was more than more than one bloodline injected into her? No, I know it's a, kind of a far out question. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it clarifies that. It says there was one father, so there was one, and it was him. The only other, the Immaculate Conception, was was Jesus. And, and when you understand the bloodlines and the contamination, you understand why they had to go the way it did. When you follow how the blood of the mother doesn't touch the, the child necessarily, their bloods never touch. If they do, there can be a reaction back and forth, especially if one's positive and one's negative. Okay, on so now RH you're getting scale. into RH negative. We're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. But, uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah. There was something I wanted to bring up, though. Take uh, interest, interesting uh, kind of uh, insights there on that whole story and the connection to Kanye West and what, what he's pulling. He's been kind of quiet Yay. the last couple of weeks, right? Like last week or so. But he had hit the circuit really hard. And what really threw me is when he said the 12 tribes are here. And I'm like, wait a minute. Shouldn't he be saying 10? 10. Because two tribes, Levi and Judah, are already there. Are already there. Yeah. Because yeah. he's dismissing all of them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's my point. So he's saying none of them are. They're not legitimate. Yeah. Right. So that's inter- really quite a wedge. Interesting. Just little simple things that he says that people might just blow over somebody's head that we take. And it's like, and Sean and I, like, we're back and forth, like, what the fuck did he just say? Yeah. You know what I mean? So so we listen to people differently, I guess, than most. Uh, one question I want to uh, give to the listeners. Way back when, when I was trying to convince Sean to come onto the show, when he was very reluctant to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Sean, for putting in a lot of time in this, and Buckley, of course. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, and... Sean and I sat down, and we first started talking about something similar to what we started the show out with, with certain people being brought to the top, certain people being repressed. We did a show about Elvis Presley. 
The audio is not super good because we did it with all the old equipment. But now that I have uh, the updated software, I could probably clean that up. Should just redo it. If any, if anybody out there, let us know if you want to hear that. Sean, <laughs> I can't even imagine what that Sean's, sounds like. Sean's first. Oh my! First time Sean and I sat down, hit record this subject about Elvis Presley, which I really enjoyed the show personally. Let us know if you guys, uh, if you guys want to listen to that, and I will. Clean it up, and I'll put it out as a bonus. As a bonus I, I I just remember at the time, my I, I was just about the music, and then it, the reaction of the black community. But then I realized significance of Elvis, and it started the the puzzle pieces started coming together, and it, it was like wow. That was the beginning of our first dive down the rabbit hole. Yeah. on subjects that we talk about now. Sean and I have gone down the rabbit hole for many years. On subjects that we really aren't comfortable talking about, Some to be can. honest with you. And it. you can understand why when I go through and about... Yeah, that's going to be touchy. But anyways. Well, I'm going to navigate it in a certain way because yeah. I made certain arrangements not to talk on certain stuff. I've talked oh, about the, well, the money I, thing. I arranged I not to have two books yeah. done. And to give you an idea, I was told it back then, if I had moved forward on the books, they would send a pedophile after my son. Mm-hmm. So all this time ago... You know, those kind of threats coming at you. No, nothing to research online. Who is this coming from? Why do they think they can do this? And they were powerful enough to do it. And that was all pre-internet. Too. Pre-internet and stuff. Yeah, 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 but that was, so they act the same way now. It's the same threats to people behind the scenes, the same stuff going on, the same payoffs. Let's let's pay you off. So you, 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 you It's just on a different level. Yeah, but, yeah. but you'll see the parallels and yeah. why it makes sense on the bigger scale and the international scale and all that. So. Okay, oh, so we got to give a shout so, out to uh, we had a friend Steve. Oh yeah, that's Steve, you <laughs> sexy beast. So he's one. So uh, I've been grabbing those puzzle pieces, not knowing they fit. Right, that's what I'm saying. Come to realize something to be truth. Like in, in my case, I'll go through. There was these truths. I didn't know how they fit, but like this is this, and it's a fact. How does it fit in? And later on, it fit in. So Steve's been been. Um, been puzzled by something we had mentioned on the show about being taxed about the water that hits your roof right yeah and that's kind of like that's kind of crazy but yeah well so taking one thing and overlaying on another right because everything's a pattern or something it's the way they do it so with the patent rights with seeds okay so if you have if you're a farmer and G- you, you mean gmo, GMO seeds, seeds yeah. and they cross pollinate your neighbor who's not gmo legal precedence is right they now own your crop Okay, mm-hmm. because that engineered seed somehow supersedes the natural seeds, <laughs> right? Okay, so these chemtrails in the sky—what are they doing? They call it seeding, right? Yeah. Okay, so if the precedent, legal precedent, is set that um, whatever this seeding is, whatever these seeds are, no matter what they touch, right, they get contaminated. You have ownership. Then they basically have designer water up there with a patent right on it. So when designer, it, I'm just saying that like but Gucci. There you go. Um, is patented uh, water because it comes in contact Bradley. with their whatever their genetic modification is that they're putting in the sky. Once it becomes part of it, they own it, right? Yep. Pretty interesting. I've never heard that before. He said he had neither. He just all right. So what together. you're saying is when they do the chemtrails and and you know they they either do chemtrails and then the next day or two it rains. Or they know rain is coming in, and then they chemtrail. Like right now? <laughs> like like they have been, yeah, like yesterday, big time. B- 
because they know we have a massive storm coming in, right? I mean, it's going to be 50 degrees tomorrow. It's insane. And then it's going to be down to like the teens and 20s. On Friday. Yeah. So, so. Tomorrow's Thursday. Right. But it's supposed to start tomorrow at some point. Of course, the weather never gets it right. We were supposed to get two feet of snow the other day. I got like two and a half inches. But anyways, what Sean's basically saying. she said. What, oh. what Sean is basically saying is that they chemtrail, the rain washes that down. And they own it at that point. So at that point. Tax you on it. <laughs> the rain is the rain is patented by the government. It's, it's their property. And it's, it's their crazy. property. That's because, so you know, in some, stupid. in some states you can't collect rainwater. Now, I know that's usually in dry states, but I think. Let's get something to it. He's they don't something. want people. You can't get, patent rain. They right? don't want people getting these rain like samples and getting the water tested to see what's in it. I mean, they've already admitted they've been geoengineering anyways. Okay, cool. Good show. So, Buckley, I know you're feeling down. You look really tired. You look really... No, I got some of them right now. You look really bored. No, I got What do you got for closing thoughts? This isn't really a closing thing, but uh, just some more Christmas shit. Oh, what do you got? Because this is a Christmas episode, guys. Was supposed to be. (laughs) God! You know, we just end up... We always come in with something, and then you just go somewhere else. We just end up going where we go. Anyway, this is an article by DW.com. Uh, it was posted last year, right before Christmas. It's called How to Deal with COVID Christmas Conspiracies. Or How to How to Deal with COVID Conspiracies at Christmas. Vaccination opponents and conspiracy theorists aren't just found demonstrations. They might also join your holiday celebrations. What should you do if a close friend or relative launches into a dubious debate? What do you think the first thing is? Argue? It's to stay calm. Oh. Calm down, motherfucker. It may be hard, but try to keep your cool if grandmother, uncle, or a member drops a theory about vaccines uh, carrying microchips on Christmas or before dinner. I thought these were for Thanksgiving. This is for Christmas. No, because you're supposed to piss people off on Thanksgiving because it saves you money for Christmas. (laughs) Number two, emotions. Coming from the guy in the wheelchair. (laughs) (laughs) Emotions versus facts. Conspiracy theories might help people cope with their lives without having to delve deeply into their own issues, which in turn might raise unpleasant or even shameful feelings. Such theories help people find some blame for their own unhappiness. Politicians, Big Pharma, the media. Holding others responsible makes it easier to cope with one's own emotional deficits. There's only like five of these, so... You have a few of those. (laughs) Buckley's running an emotional deficit. Number three! (laughs) It doesn't mean people should go unchallenged if they express the idea that COVID-19 vaccines are dangerous for the community. Kuhn said it's definitely fine to point out contradictions, arguments, for example, by asking why some people insist... The potential negative effects of the vaccine, but not those contradicting the virus. Take a clear stance against anti-Semitism. Why is this in here? Even though the Jews killed Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Why is this? Well, I don't get this is what I don't understand. Why is this in the fucking? Because that's part of the brainwashing. I know. That's a subtlety. It's like. Wouldn't that be something you would do for Hanukkah? 
They, yeah. oh, in oh. fake facts, Lamberty and Nakone, whoever the fuck that is, point out that many conspiracy theorists fall back on anti-Semitic tropes. They said it's key to hit the brakes as soon as somebody starts talking about a global financial elite pulling the strings, for example. Wow. Who's the author of this thing? This is called DW.com. Is there a name of the guy who wrote it or woman who wrote it? I'm just, I always look at names. They're usually revealing. Yeah. They usually mean something. <laughs> and last two aren't too crazy. It's communicate personal feelings, which I'm not going to read that one. And this last one is take a break. But I just thought that was a fucking hilarious article. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, uh, Buckley, I'll, send me the uh, link to that and I'll put it in the show notes. And there was also something else a friend just sent me about. Uh, da, 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 da. this is Washington Post. I don't know how true this is or how real it is, but so this is a, a post um, from November of November twenty November twenty third to twenty twenty two. Okay, so somebody screenshotted both of them and put these articles headlines side by side. So the first one that came out said vaccinated people now make up a majority of COVID deaths. The second one was altered to now read, COVID is no longer mainly a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Here's why. It never was. So it's the same (laughs) article, but they changed it. Mm, So when you you go back to look at it, it's changed from this headline to that headline. Send me that note, too. Ah, something else you want to talk about anti-Semitic. On the first day of Hanukkah, the New York Times posted a crossword puzzle. Oh, that's great. And if you oh, squint God. and look at it, it's a swastika. Stuffed everywhere. I might post a picture of that in the show, too. Yeah, that's should. nice. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but and who did they call out? Nobody's fucking said a word about it. And I mean, it's clearly a swastika. All right. I know. Yeah, you should. That's crazy. Thank you, New York Times. So my final words are the World Cup was great. I thought you were done. Argentina won, Africa lost. I mean, France. It was France, right? Sorry, yeah. France. Well, you, you can't, it's hard to wasn't tell. Wasn't it a controversial? It's hard to tell now. Wasn't it a controversial ending, though? <laughs> no, it was a really good game. So it was like Argentina scored two goals in the last 10 minutes of the game because soccer games are long. Mm. France scored two goals. So then it was tied. They each scored a goal in overtime. So now they're into like 120 minutes. And then France, or sorry, Argentina won in the penalty shootout. But it's funny because uh, France is getting a lot of slack because so many of their players are African. Oh. Like a lot of them. It's kind of this whole Zog. Uh, Crazy, huh? This, this Zog takeover that people are kind of thinking is happening because it's like, well, French people aren't black, right? A majority, yeah, French, French ethnicity and historical it, ethnicity, right? Not historically, but it is now. You, you, yes, and when their yeah. star player, you think we have an immigration problem? France has a real immigration problem. They started over there. Well, I mean, we do too, but they've mm-hmm. got a massive immigration problem. Now. Well, when your star player is named Mbappe, <laughs> Mbappe, go good. <laughs> Who actually is dating a transgender oh, female? There you go. Boom. But no, there's a lot of discrepancy that this Zionist-occupied government is kind of pushing this African black uh, international France team. 
versus like when you take a team like Argentina. To, to my point on this, right? Well, the, about this. Well, you take this team like Argentina that's a very white, right? And they're getting flack for, well, there's not a, a lot of uh, diversity. There's not that? enough black people on the Argentina national team. And they're like, well, this isn't a Disney movie, so right. there wouldn't be. But anyway, that's the World Cup. Things to look into. My last thing is. That's the division. Ron, happy fucking birthday. You Thanks, buddy. Fart. That was last week, but thank you. Well, whatever. He's hanging his head. Because you, you kept saying, and one last thing. Because he had. You sound like fucking Columbo. Uh, there was just one last thing. Yeah, the thing. last thing was to wish you a happy birthday, bitch. Thanks, buddy. So happy birthday, all right? Yeah, and Merry Christmas to both of you guys. Yeah, same. And Merry Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas to all you listeners. And Slime. we're going to talk to you before uh, the new year because uh, we might have Maybe. our. You know, Kellen, Kellen may be in the house next week. We're trying to work that out right now. Yeah. So, if not, it'll be Buckley, Aya, and Sean. Hey, we hope you enjoyed the story. So, uh, the story, the show, sorry. I'm going to edit that out. No, don't. We hope you enjoyed the show. So. Too much power, Ron. You know where to find me. Instagram, Ron from New England, and the Wicked Planet Podcast. You can find me on Twitter now, Ron from NE. Come and give me a follow. I've got like six followers, I think. So I'm doing good. Twaddler. Yeah. And uh, oh, Telegram. Sean's waving uh, us down. Telegram, all that shit. We're going we're gonna to put all that stuff in the show notes. Sean wants to say something. Sean, what do you got? Um, back to the, the SWAT sister thing there. And the, okay. Um, about last month, the UN resolution that came up about um, Nazism and condemning it globally. Mm-hmm. There were three countries that came against it. Yeah. Germany, Italy, and the United States. Yep. Nice. So Italy was like the birthplace of fascism. <laughs> Hitler learned fascism from his buddy Benito Mussolini, and who ended up being hung upside down. And Paperclip brought all the Nazis over, over to America. Here. So you got it. Sean, that makes perfect sense. It does make sense. Yeah. Didn't, the Ar- and, didn't the Nazis go to Argentina? Some of them. Some of them, yeah. But. Yeah. And, yeah. My great uncle and uh, some of his guys that went down there. Yeah. That's why I can speak Spanish. See, oh, maybe I'm just kidding. Maybe and I'll see you all around. All right, everybody, listen, we're going overboard. We got to get out of here. Buckley's Buckley's like just pulled out a knife. He's getting ready to commit sewer pipe. Hey, that- and I just want to add one more thing. If, if oh no, shot no, 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 no. Interject no. Where's my glass eye, Columbo? <laughs> if you need to go, I'm just curious if any of you out there listening, I need to go to bed, Sean. If the scriptural references and the information brought forward is actually made a difference in the way you. You look at this this thing from that perspective. If you do, just send Ronnie a thumbs up or something. I'm just interested to feed. Send yeah. him a dick pic. Yeah, let us know on uh, Telegram or on the Instagram. Uh, Telegram is the Wicked Planet Podcast chat. <clears throat> Email us at the Wicked Planet Podcast on gmail.com. Okay, scope it out. There was one other thing I wanted to add. No! <laughs> now it's our turn. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. You can edit it in. God. Oh, man. Let's go. Yeah, and now I'm scared to death at Elvis interview. <laughs> I mean, need to. Yeah, let us know. If you want to hear uh, Sean, what is Sean's Sean, first interview, let me know. I'm probably going to fucking air it anyway, whether you want it or not. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah. Okay, everybody, thanks for listening. Have a super, super holiday. Have a great Christmas. Uh, I hope you enjoy it with your family or whatever it is that you're doing. If you're celebrating Han- Hanukkah, go out there and light that candle on that menorah. Get that baby ripping. And uh, whatever else, whatever else you got going on. Just drink some eggnog with whiskey. 
uh, Southern Comfort. Do some crack. Don't do any crack. Look at folks. Don't do crack. Do some math. All right. We're out of here. Do some math for Santa. <laughs> Ron from New England signing off. Buckley. <laughs> out. Out.